may never look at your town or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios located here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. We're coming to you via Global Star Radio Network. That's our flagship network, of course. And uh, usually we're simulcast on BTR and YouTube. YouTube is down. We, uh, um, Eric is still sick and, uh, frankly, we're going old school today rather than navigate through the maze of cables, wires, switches, and knobs. So bringing you just clear audio via Global Star Radio Network and BTR Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, we broadcast every weeknight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget, folks, we've got two different websites, Hagman and Hagman.com. And uh, that's for show information. And HagmanReport.com. That's for show prep. So, both, bookmark both. Please do that. Interesting, a lot of news tonight. We are, of course, going to be taking your phone calls in the second two hours of tonight's program. It's uh, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of news to get into this evening. And, of course, if you want to call, our, 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 we will take first-time callers first, based on... Uh, uh, based on our, our uh, uh, familiarity with with the uh, with the uh, numbers and area codes and through the call screening, so that's what we're going to do tonight. Again, the second two hours, we'll give out the phone number here momentarily. Uh, the, the, uh, the lines will be open in the second two hours, like I said, at the top of the next hour, so that you can start calling in then, folks. Portions of nice broadcast brought to you by Pro Flowers. You know, Mother's Day is, uh, is this weekend. How, how many days away? But, but you know, uh, Pro Flowers, they've got you covered. They have got you covered, guys, uh, f- for your wives, for your moms, for your grandmothers, for that special person in your life. Pro Flowers has you covered even at this late date. Be a hero. Be, be really, be a hero to your wife or to your mom. Be that, uh, be that adoring son. Be that, uh, that uh, adoring husband to your wife. 
or son to your mom. And even grandma. Don't forget about grandma. My goodness. Grandma, especially. She's, <laughs> she's been around, done a lot of things for you, I'm sure. Uh, folks, just uh, go to proflowers.com. That's proflowers.com. And use our microphone code Hagman. That's H-A-G-M-A-N-N. There you can get a very special offer. You can get mom a hundred blooms with a free glass vase for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Or you can make her day extra special. You can upgrade to a premium vase and even add gourmet chocolates. Oh my goodness, are they good for just $9.99 more. Again, folks, proflowers.com. Use our code word Hagman. More on that later. Well, now, the infamous Romani, yeah, yeah, I can Romanian. Romanian. Say it with me now. Romanian Romanian. hacker, Guccifer, speaking exclusively with Fox, claimed he easily repeatedly breached Hillary Clinton's personal email server in 2013. You know, for me, it was easy, easy for me, for everybody. This, according to Mr. Lazar, who goes by that moniker, Guccifer, or Guccifer, depends, whatever you, however you want to pronounce it, his uh, role, or at least the potential role in the Clinton email investigation. It's interesting that he was, was he not extradited here, brought into this country, or available now to testify, perhaps? Certainly not coincidental on the timing we'll be talking about that we're getting word as well the um, uh, Fort McMurray Air Force yep. Air, 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 uh, yeah, Fort McMurray base in Alberta Canada is being evacuated we're following that story um, apparently there's uh, some some pretty bad fire bearing down on that uh, on that base up there and that's a mandatory evacuation notice uh, that was issued today, actually today at 3.35 p.m. Uh, their time, Edmonton time, the downtown area southeast of King Street, as well as waterways, Draper, Sailing Creek areas, and uh, uh, are on a mandatory evacuation notice. Residents should immediately uh, should evacuate immediately uh, north, to a location north of Fort McMurray. So... We're keeping our eye on that as well. Hmm. A lot, a lot of news, and of course, you know the, the political news. Um, all right, folks, are we seeing America's last election? Do you think we're seeing America's last election? No. It's gonna be interesting to, to see what happens. Of course, you know all the talking heads. They're 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 just a flutter. Are they not? About Donald Trump, about Cruz quitting. No one's getting the spiritual aspect of this, or few are. No one really in the mainstream, none of the big talkers are talking about the spiritual aspect of this, talking about the uh, the ramifications, the biblical ramifications of what we're seeing take place. You'd think, in the midst of the the hubris and and hedonism that, we, that we're experiencing, you'd, you'd think that we'd see that. So, what's, in, what's interesting about this report on Fox News about the Gucci for um, being able to hack into the the server of Hillary Clinton? Um, the information in here is goes on to say that at least ten people 
in different parts of the world were using this server, Hillary Clinton being one of them. And uh, it goes on from there. <clears throat> he explains the process and programs he used and how he used you know proxy servers in Russia. And uh, through IP addresses and uh, computer programs that are made specifically for finding open doorways, backdoors into other computers. Uh, basically, he got into Clinton's account. Now, uh, recently, she was interviewed, Hillary was interviewed on MSNBC, where she said that um, she nor her aides had been contacted by the FBI about the criminal investigation and asked whether the server had been compromised by foreign hackers. She told MSNBC, no. And we know that the person who installed the server, an aide to Clinton at the time, has been given immunity by the Department of Justice, as we would assume the case is being built against her. And we probably would be assuming wrong. But Nothing happens by accident. Nothing in this world, or at least in the political arena, happens by accident, folks. If 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 Hillary is indicted, <laughs> oh, that would be uh, it. Would be interesting to see. It is only on the authority and with the with the authority of those in, in positions of power. It is not going to be because a white hat in the Justice Department or the FBI. Uh, is is you know pushing for an indictment although word on my from my source there are people in the FBI who are just livid over this i mean absolutely livid they know they they know how bad this whole communication setup is and was i shouldn't say is because well as as it was so you've got FBI agents the computer technicians, they're the forensic uh, experts saying, oh, man, it's wide open, gates wide open. Yeah, he actually, uh, Guccifer, accessed Clinton's server through Sidney Blumenthal's account, and it's described in the article yeah. as the Blumenthal account gave Lazar, which is his real last name, a roadmap to get to the Clinton server. And every, and, and, and here's the thing, every single person who's emailed yeah. so do you think folks that Hillary Clinton used her personal email to communicate with Obama do you think I do that's been verified right he's admitted it well but I'm talking about with critical information and critical business yes yes he also says yep. that uh, in the interview that he is holding secretly over two gigabytes of data that he's deemed too hot and a matter of national security to release. He deemed. Go figure, a hacker with morals. Or, you know, <laughs> just follow the bouncing ball. Watch the dog and pony show as it unfolds, because that's what it is. And again, don't think for one minute that any of this is just it just happens this is controlled everything is controlled you know that it's got to be they're not going to allow they're not going to throw hillary under the bus um given her situation given given the files that she had don't forget about the fbi files that she took when she was during her time with the rose law firm and such 
And, and I want to warn everyone again, okay, because I think this is a good time to warn people. Watch those who are critical of Hillary, Diane, Rodham, Clinton. Be very careful, especially, yeah. oh, okay, especially, especially this guy. You know, whatever. Just be very careful because a lot of the information out there is being controlled. It's controlled dissemination, but a lot of it is made to appear to to take Hillary to task, and especially, especially with the Vince Foster case. Oh my goodness! Oh, you know, it, 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 be very careful because a lot of this is controlled disinformation. Absolutely, and, and it's it's given like packaged as if this is really damaging and damning for Hillary. No, 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 no. It's it's really not. You'd be surprised when you start looking into the background of some of the people who are who are taking Hillary Clinton to task or have taken her to task, whether it's in in a newspaper column or. A, a, a web posting or perhaps a book huh. you'd be surprised what you find when you start looking into the background of the very people who publish this information so be very careful and and that goes for anybody with respect to Hillary Clinton Bill Clinton or any anyone else just 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 be very diligent this is something that I, I'm very passionate about I, I want to remind people too Last night I was on from uh, eleven to uh, or, uh, ten to midnight last night on Darkness Radio. If you want to listen to the archive, you can go to darknessradio.com or you can go to AM eleven um, thirty out of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and St. Paul. It's uh, you can get there through Darkness Radio. That's the easiest way to do it. And my interview, two-hour interview about strictly about the book. If you want, to, if you about what I, the book I wrote. If you want to get the inside information about that in an interview, that's where to go. And don't forget, if you do listen to it, um, leave a comment at Darkness Radio or at, at, in Twin Cities. That's what propels the information. A uh, lot of stuff I, I I said yesterday during that interview that did not was not in the book. And by the way. Uh, some of the audio, at least initially, I, I don't know what happened with the audio, but some of the audio was garbled or, or it sounded like it was, there was too much gain or it, it sounded like it was, you know, uh, just hang with it for a few seconds, for, for a couple of minutes and it, it'll, it'll clear up somewhat. Um, we did this by landline and he said, yeah, your, your mouth is too close to the phone, which, okay, well, whatever. Um, it just, uh, whatever. But, but yeah, just uh, check in there. So, all right. Other Looking news. at this uh, Fort McHenry fire. Yeah. This is a nasty fire. If you go through the sure. pictures here, Fort McCurry wildfire, eighty thousand evacuated over out of control blaze. It's the entire population of a Canadian oil city of Fort McHenry was evacuated as firefighters battled out of control wildfire that was likely to worsen Wednesday. And if you go to NBC News or any of the just look up the uh, Fort McMurray wildfire photos and the lines of cars of people driving out of there. It's being described as apocalyptic. Um, well, you're staring down that wall of flames. I, I guess look I, at that. Yeah, I, I guess I would say that's apocalyptic. That's an ugly wall of flames. Yeah, I mean, and you got people, <laughs> you know, driving along roads where you have trees on fire on both sides and 
uh, trying to get out of there. 80,000 people. Um, that's, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Keep, keep in mind too, watch, keep your eyes on what's going on in Ukraine, uh, in, in that area with Russia, Ukraine. Just keep your eyes on that. It's not really hitting the radar too heavily, but there's, there's increased activity over there. Um, there's, uh, just keep your eyes on that. You're going to see, I think, perhaps, you're going to see where um, a push for NATO involvement beyond anything that uh, would be expected. All right. So, um, and, and people, it would be good to really understand the origins of the conflict. Um, Russia, eh, are they inv- invaders? Mm. Look at the history. Ukraine has a very, very interesting history as they as it relates to the German Nazis. Okay, just so so it would it would really be good to to understand the background of that as well. Um, so a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on worldwide as well as the Middle East. A lot of stuff in the Middle East. Uh, um kind of going sideways and also speaking of things that could go sideways London in the UK you ready the Muslim mayor yeah yeah. it's about time to elect a Muslim mayor why not in London the UK did you see folks you see that hmm why not the population is becoming a majority of Muslims (laughs) I mean can't make this stuff up yeah. Um, yeah, folks, uh, obviously, let's see here. Just want to, uh, we're getting emails, of course, that, uh, there's no audio and video on YouTube. <laughs> there's no show on YouTube right now. Right now, that's correct. Yeah, Eric will probably be back tomorrow and, and that's, uh, that's fine. Uh, so it, it hopefully will have it uploaded tomorrow. No, no video, just the audio. But uh, at this point, you can go to BTR, uh, Blog Talk Radio, or Global Star Radio Network, of course. Hagman and Hagman.com. How to listen right at the top. There you go. Yeah. TSA here, by the way. Just I'm just going to say this real quick and then give it to you. Uh, T- TSA News, you know, <laughs> they have their own um, news. It's amazing. It's amazing the what Americans will put up with, what we as Americans will put up with. Uh, travelers are, are frustrated because of our long TSA wait times at Denver International Airport. Passengers are being advised to arrive two to three hours early for their flight. TSA again comes under fire as nearly 7,000 American airline passengers missed their flights in one week. Uh-huh. And it can get worse. It can get worse. You know, what? at what point will Americans be fed up with the TSA goons? At what point will the airlines say, this is unacceptable, and get the heck out of our, our business? It's unconstitutional. And again, Charlotte's uh, airport director urges TSA not to cut staff, warns of delay. Really? But, yeah. I don't know. Yes, as the summer travel, um, spring and summer travel increases. Yeah, Even as we were in Dallas, leaving Dallas, we were told to get to the airport 
hours before your flight leaves. And we were fortunate because when we went through security at Dallas, we didn't wait long. At least I don't know how you guys it, it, we went separately know, through it was, security, but it was a like five minutes. It was a uh, odd time that we went. But it would stop flying, people. Stop flying and bring the airlines to their knees. Then and only then will things change. But as long as everyone is content to allow yourselves and your children and your loved ones to be bullied, to be harassed, to be robbed, assaulted, then you're getting exactly what you asked for. So happy travels. Hey, I don't know if you saw this. An IED was found under a bridge near Rosebud, Texas. An impoverished explosive device was found and disabled Tuesday night under a bridge near Rosebud. According to Falls County Constable Richard Aylman, two juvenile boys were hunting for rabbits late Tuesday evening when they noticed suspicious items under a bridge near uh, Farmer's Market, 1963. The boys noticed one of their or notified one of their parents, who's a former military personnel, who contacted the police department, which the uh, they called in the fire department and the bomb squad and disabled the device and verified it was a device of plastic explosives with a fuse-type detonator. There was liquid in it and shotgun shells and unidentified liquid inside the bottle. Bomb squad and ATF agents were on scene to determine that the device was indeed an IED designed to blow shrapnel. They used a water cannon to disable the device, and the liquid inside was determined to be flammable. Very interesting. In Texas. Uh, and you have to ask yourself, where was that intended? Uh, perhaps a false flag, Texas. What's going on there? You know, what, what's taking place? Of course, we had a White House or we had a Navy SEAL killed in Iraq. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the uh, Defense Secretary, speaking now from Germany, said, "Well, it's a combat death, of course, and a very sad loss." He said, "Yeah, it kind of shows you, or it shows you the serious fight." Um, that we have to wage in Iraq. But then, if you look at the White House, it, it, check out the Washington Free Beacon. The White House spokesman, Josh Ernest, he, he let off his briefing yesterday with an announcement about Obama's impending visit to Flint, Michigan, where he drank the water. Yeah. Yes, he did. But, but he made no mention of the U.S. Navy SEAL that was killed by ISIS. In Iraq, until he was questioned on the matter. And that, to me, is just absolutely ridiculous that, uh, that he was, they were not given more, uh, more notice and, or, or, you know, more, more, more time or, or more, uh, coverage of that. So. Absolutely. Uh, this is an interesting and, and weird story that I want to cover next. And uh, I don't know why this is such a, a weird thing, but the, the Siberian Orthodox Church is an international uh, church organization, and they had mysterious fires. Siberian Church had says string of fires could be a warning. Now. 
they said that the, the head of the Siberian Orthodox Church said Wednesday he finds it strange at best that four of the religion's sanctuaries went up in flames on the exact same day. Three different continents. Anything can be suspected, including that the fires were started on purpose and were not accidental. Patriarch told uh, B92 News, It's strange that four of our Orthodox Christian churches burned at the same time on three different continents. He said it's all symptomatic. We don't know what, or if it is some kind of warning and what kind, and whether someone set the fire in an organized way. But again, in uh, Manhattan, a few hours after their Easter services, the Siberian Orthodox Church, also known as SPC, uh, was a four-alarm fire, and churches at the same time in Russia and Australia were burned to the ground on the same day. But they weren't notified until noon on Tuesday about the other churches on other continents that burned down. So whatever is... Uh, I'm unfamiliar with the Siberian Orthodox Church. But on May 1st... Yep. Uh, May Day. Watch the date. Three folks. continents, four churches. And, uh, I mean, completely destroyed each and every church that was lit on fire or was caught on fire. It's coming to America. It's already happening in America. Graffiti on synagogues, Jewish synagogues, uh, uh, graffiti and, and vandalism synagogues and Christian churches here in the United States. But it's coming. Doesn't it's that here. seem, uh, the Siberian Church, Orthodox Church, for four of their churches to be burned down at the same time on three different continents? I mean, could if there was a, a church building lineup, could you identify a Siberian Orthodox Church? Well, n- no, the, but, but that's my ignorance. But Me too. But uh, So why well, this group and why now, I guess, is the question. Of course. And, Very and that is the question. Watch what people in Europe are doing. Watch what uh, Merkel is doing. Watch what Obama is doing with Merkel and the European the Europeans with Germany. Um, Edward Klein, who writes for Family Security Matters, pointed something out here, uh, referencing a, a Washington Examiner article on April twenty fourth. Obama, Germany's Merkel is right on refugee welcome. That's the article title. Obama said that Merkel is on the right side of history in how she's responded to the influx of thousands of Syrian refugees surging into Europe. And at a press conference, Obama said that he's proud of Merkel and the German people for their open-door policy of migrants fleeing violence and certainly in their home country. Now, when you look at this, you understand this is not uh, this is not a, uh, solely a humanitarian crisis, and certainly this is not a humanitarian crisis that resulted from uh, uh, issues from within. This is caused by the criminal element within the Western intelligence services, including the CIA, that caused the up the um, um, situation at least in Syria. Now you've got Arab Spring, basically, that displaced a lot. Of uh, of uh, Christians, but see, we're not, and they're not taking in Christians, and and we know that. Obama, he promised to admit, and, and we had talked about this, a hundred thousand Syrian and Iraq refugees here this year into the United States. It, it, when you look at the demographics, of course, 
their fighting age, young men. Where are the women? Where are the children? Just like first-time callers, deference is being paid to men of battle age, and they're coming here, taking our women, taking our homes. That's right. You might say, oh, that's just hype. No, no, it's not. Our country is being rotted from within through demographics and an overall plan to rend the moral, cultural, spiritual fabric of our people. And, and that's what's taking place. And Merkel is part and parcel of this in Europe. And she's motivated by her East German communist upbringing. you got to understand, her communist ideology is is proof against all reason. Now, those are the words, again, of the author, of the writer for Family Security Matters, Edward Klein, and very good ones at that. She's, along with Obama, she is determined to remake their respective countries, the United States, as well as Germany, in conformance with their mutual ideologies. Obama's motivation has been repeatedly demonstrated to be rooted in undiluted malevolence for America. It's a, it's an ideology that's closely allied with the Alinsky communist agenda. He, he wants to swamp American Western culture with hordes of people of color more, more amenable to the welfare state, or at least that is the premise, that's his premise, to change the demographics, to shift to perpetuate the welfare state, statism, the democratic grip on the country, but even more so to change the spiritual component, the, the Judeo-Christian makeup of our country. He wants the new America to be diluted and to be, he's killing, he's killing the country. And what's worse are, so are the, Lawmakers, the 535 allowing him to do this. And, and you know, if it, we're talking about this, undoubtedly, and to trust me on this, we'll get, we'll get emails saying I'm a racist, I'm a bigot. Uh, but this, this is not even subtle anymore. What Obama's doing in Merkel, not even subtle. The resettlement program. No. It's, it's it's to destroy our respective countries. So it's uh, very very interesting. Keep your eyes on that as well. Make sure make sure you you follow, especially in your hometowns. You can take a look at what's taking place in your hometown. Uh, watch where the settlements are expected. Just keep your eyes on things. And you can make a difference in your hometown by saying, look, we understand, but no, not here, not today. I mean, you can do that. You, you, and have others do it as well. The noisy wheel does get the attention. So I would be noisy on this because, of course, this is for the sake of the country. Absolutely. Um, rumors are floating around about Trump and his vice presidential nomination. <clears throat> Be interesting to see who he who he picks. Um, 
some people out there and there's some articles saying uh he's looking at the New Mexico governor Susanna Martinez as his vice presidential running mate. And uh, he replied uh, in April, he said this, as Governor Martinez has consistently been conservative, refusing to raise taxes, balancing the budget without doing so. Uh, he's pro-life and supports the Second Amendment, including the right to conceal carry. And Ben Carson is also somebody who comes to mind, but I'm not sure with uh, Trump being the front runner that another non-establishment person would be... Uh, someone he'd pick. But I don't know if uh, when we do the call-in sections, if people want to talk about who they think Trump should have as VP, that would be interesting to hear as well. All right. Is your computer running fine over there? I don't know why our network... We have some bugs in our network here. And we have to... We're still waiting to get an IT guy over here. But some days the network has no problems whatsoever, and some days nothing will connect to it. And if it does, it runs slow as a snail. You, you know, uh, Massachusetts, if you live in the, the Northeast, their legislator, legislator, yeah, legislature, it modifies or is modifying their bathroom bill language. Again, this oh, is yeah. an, an encroachment on our liberties. This is not about equal rights. This is North not, Carolina, uh, too. Yeah. Two versions of the bill move forward out of the Judiciary Committee. Um, the Senate. Uh, the, the, the Massachusetts legislator, legislature, they will be voting on May 12th. The leadership is trying to gain votes to override a possible veto by the governor. Here's the deal. Okay. It's, when you look at the states around the country, they're, they're crafting legislation to stop the transgender agenda in public restrooms. Now, that's a good thing. But up in Massachusetts, they, their lawmakers are trying hard to impose it. Now, facing a self-imposed May 2nd deadline, which was yesterday, or two days ago, for action, when they were, when they were faced with a deadline, what they did was they modified the language of the bill itself and brought it out of committee. And, the, the bill would force all public restrooms, locker rooms, showers, now think about that, to allow both sexes under the guise of self-proclaimed gender identity or, or face stiff fines, lawsuits, even jail time. Now think about that. They have a very long list of other types of public accommodations as well. The bill has stalled for months over bathroom fears. This was initially heard back on October 6th of last year, the Transgender Public Accommodations Bill in Mass. Now, it was originally filed as both H-1577, of course, that's indicative of, of the House bill, mm -hmm. and Senate uh, 735-S-735. They were stalled for moving forward, they, and they sat in the Joint Judiciary Committee um, the sexual predator 
in women's bathrooms argument used by the pro-family forces, it's been pretty effective. Pretty effective so far in keeping the proponents from getting enough votes to pass by a big enough margin, by a big enough margin to override any uh, possible veto by the by the governor. Now, now we're talking about Massachusetts now. The Republican Governor Charlie Baker is interestingly when you look at him, he's look at his record, look at his statements. He's very pro LGBT, but he's refused to endorse a bill. He hasn't. He's kind of stayed out of this, out of the fray, and uh, pro pro family groups like mass resistance. They've been doing a pretty good job in in really describing horror stories from across the country. The many documented instances where men claimed to be transgender and women uh, went into women's restrooms and locker rooms and photographed women, assaulted them, and groped them, and so on. Yes, it's happened. Are you hearing about it? Of course not. No, why would you hear about something like that? Um, let, let me go over a couple of things here with you. And, and you might think that this is just redundant, it's unnecessary, and especially, you know, given the political climate and everything else. But this tells you pretty much, this will arm you with some facts to refute Uncle Ed, Uncle Ned, or maybe even uh, Aunt Ed, I don't know. But in 2011, a special needs teenager in Stanford, Connecticut, was lured into a bathroom by three so-called transgendered men and sexually assaulted. In 1999, now we're, we're going back over time. There was a guy by the name of Patrick Hagen. He's a six foot three, 280 pound martial arts guy. He was sentenced to two and a half years in prison after punching a female bar patron who questioned his presence in a Port Ritchie, Florida restroom. The woman lost five teeth and faced up to sixty thousand dollars, sixty grand in medical bills. You know, <laughs> five years ago, a thirty-nine-year-old guy by the name of Thomas Benson had prior sex offenses against uh, five to nine-year-old girls. He was arrested when a good Samaritan chased him out of a Milwaukee, uh, Oregon water park. It was packed with children on a field trip. Now, imagine this. Imagine that. Your school takes your children on a field trip to a water park, and you got a, you got a 39-year-old pervert goes into the girls' bathroom and uh, women's locker room, of course, at a water park, dressed in a bikini. Can you picture this? And he started talking to the children. Now, if that doesn't creep you out, I don't know what will. But but you see, this is all about, understand, this is not about equal rights. This has nothing to do with anything other than the perversion, the intended perversion of our country right from the, the, the pits of hell. Understand that this is all part of the homosexual agenda. This is all part of a larger story, larger pattern to destroy the country from within. And they're using every, every, every avenue to do it. You know, think back. Um, 
Just really quick, because the basis for this, you have to understand how Tavistock has worked with, with all of the media outlets and even television. Think back to the homosexual behavior on network television. Think back to 1971, for example, CBS, in an attempt to appeal to the young, the urban viewers with disposable incomes, they took shows off. The the light-humored shows like Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres. Remember those? Petticoat Junction, mm-hmm. the Andrew Griffith Show. These fairly somewhat conservative, I mean, not entirely, but and somewhat generally at least family friendly shows were replaced by the in your face progressive liberalism of Norman Lear's All in the Family, Maud. Remember Maud? Oh man, and then there's Maud, right? And then the contempt for all sensibilities of uh, uh, through that uh, MASH and the characters in MASH. The, the movie MASH was not the first, but was definitely the most blatant film to to, uh, to that date to openly ridicule Christianity. I'm not sure really? how many people know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to like MASH. Uh, well, the movie. No, 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 go. you got to go back to the movie. I've never seen the movie. All right. Well, you got to go back to the movie and... Under, start looking at the people behind the movie and the agenda for the movie. The, the movie MASH was not the first, but it was definitely the most blatant film to, to that date, um, that ridiculed Christianity in its portrayal of Frank Burns. Now he was a, the Bible reading adulterous hypocrite. In one scene, he was reading, um, the 21st or 23rd Psalm, and his tent mates were making obscene comments and demeaning comments about the Bible and his faith, the television program really, really painted the Christian faith in a, in a horrible manner. Now, the attacks by Hollywood on Christians started really, really started in earnest in 1960. And, and I don't know how many people out there under, know this or even care, but you gotta look back to see where we've been to understand the, the, uh, path of where, where it's, where we're being taken. But 1960, the, um, movies Elmer Gantry and, and Here at the Wind came out. In those f- films, Christians were portrayed as either corrupt or ignorant. Think about that. That's that's kind of the opening shot. And what happened after that, of course, you know, you had the attack on, on Bible uh, prayers in public schools or in government schools and such. And then, of course, as the decades progressed in the 70s, you had all the family, the oh, that the enlightened progressive character of, um, I can't remember his name, but it, it was the Archie Bunker household, of course. Um, talk about... Uh, Talk about bigoted and homophobic, uh, conservative yet, but nonetheless it would be uh, described as bigoted and homophobic today. And of course we had, uh, we, we, we saw, uh, that program progress in 1977. There was an episode that dealt with, uh, the death of Archie Bunker's wife. Her, her name was Edith, her lesbian cousin and issues surrounding the leaving 
of her estate to her lesbian lover. And, and once more, the reason this is important is because it is setting the stage for what we're seeing happen today. But but just please understand that when we're we're talking about this, we're talking about these these uh, these the situation up in Massachusetts today. We're talking about these things all across the country. What's the end game here? The end game, of course, is an attack on the nuclear family. It's an attack on on you and me. It's an attack on our faith. Um, and understand one thing: homosexual homosexuality is not a genetic trait. It is a behavioral trait. It is a condition. Being gay or homosexual or being a lesbian is a decision in my view show me show me the uh, authenticated verifiable scientific evidence where homosexuality is scientifically is is born from genetics or is born out of genetics or a, a trade at birth it's not it's not so this whole scene this whole idea of all being identifying with yeah identifying as a man or a woman this is one of the most hideous schemes because sexual predators this this is about pedophilia this is about sexual predators this is about the um the attorney general attorneys general all across the united states and enforcing very strong very pro lgbt uh laws and and yesterday we this is not on the lgbt uh issue but the virgin islands going after those who oppose the belief of man-made global warming the the companies over there um that was a crazy story but north carolina the federal government is threatening that north carolina's lgbt laws are a uh, they violate civil right laws and they are threatening the federal government is threatening to pull federal funding of all schools equating in billions of dollars in revenue uh, the state could lose <laughs> so they're using federal funding as a weapon to have LGBT equality implemented throughout their state, specifically in their schools. That's right. And if our North Carolina or a person in North Carolina, I would send a letter of support to the governor along with the donation just to tell the federal government they don't need their money. Well, the, the, see, states don't need the money. They merely have to stop paying the, the matching federal funds and such. It's all a ruse to keep. Um, it's not what, what people think it is. So, it, do you it, think you the federal government would allow the education system to not indoctrinate children in North Carolina if it didn't implement <laughs> the bathroom laws? And, yeah. No. Well, I just want to be very clear. The, med- uh, the medical community, if you look at the 
diagnostic manuals and such. There's no such thing as transgender. According to medical officials, the people who write these manuals, um, men who seriously believe that they're women or women who believe that they're men, they have mental health problems. And, and pandering to that, to, to, to that association, mental association, only enables these, uh, these people with the mental health problems and those predisposed to, uh, or disposed to the behavior of pedophilia. Folks, our children and our grandchildren and our loved ones right now are in danger. And this is no small matter. People say, well, oh, there's no incidence of anything bad happening. And no, that's wrong. That is totally wrong. There are numerous instances where men have used this particular um, influence, these tactics, to gain access to women and children. Now Massachusetts and other states want to make it legal. So everyone needs to oppose all bills. And if if you don't, all bills that, 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 that enable this activity, if you don't, then your wives, your moms, your grandmas, your aunts and sisters, and your loved ones will be at risk of assault by men in women's restrooms. Coach Dave Davemeyer, God bless that man, Target. Mm-hmm. He went into Target. He exposed this ridiculous, ridiculous policy. Did you know their stocks are down two point five billion? Good billion dollars. And Just that yeah. stems from the coverage that Coach Dave had gotten from his video. I'm sure he's not going to be invited to the next board meeting, right? <laughs> no. But 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 see, this is what we need to do all across the board. We need to to make a stand because no one's making a stand. People are are, are complaining, certainly they're complaining, but they're not making a stand. If you decide I'm not going to shop at Target because of this policy, well, yeah, they're going to feel it in the pocketbook. And let them feel it in the pocketbook. How in that world are we allowing 3% of the population at best when you throw everybody that identifies, you know, seriously, or says they're homosexual into the mix, how are we letting 3% dictate to the 97%? The reason is it's part of a larger agenda. This is an attack. This is the most significant issue that concerns religious liberty in our lives. You have to understand that. This involves an attack against the Judeo-Christian ethic and faith and our morality and spirituality. This is unbelievably perverse at its core, evil at its core, and it's been going on for some time. Call me homophobic. I don't care. Call me whatever. It's a fact. Show me scientific evidence. Show me scientific evidence where uh, homosexuality is a genetic predisposition. And uh, as I said, as I said before, medical authorities, it's they have reported that identifying with the opposite sex, saying that you're a, you're a woman when you're when you're a guy, it's a mental health disorder. There was a article in uh, 
on the internet uh, at firstthings.com. I don't know. It's got to be a couple of years old now. I don't know. Maybe a dozen years old now. In fact, I'll tell you what. It was, uh, I just saw it here. It was November 2004 in, uh, First Things. This is an article by Paul McHugh, uh, where he was writing, now think about this, this is 12 years ago, a dozen years ago. He said, he wrote this, he said, when the practice of sex change surgery first emerged back in the early 1970s, notice how it also kind of corresponded with the uh, television and the, and the programming. He, he writes, I, I would often remind its advocating psychiatrist that with other patients, alcoholics in particular, they would quote the serenity prayer. Which, of course, you know that. It's God give me the serenity to accept things I cannot change and so on. Okay, when, you know, where, where did they get the idea that our sexual identity, gender was the term, of course, they preferred as men or women, was in the category that they could change this? Interesting article by Paul R. McHugh from 2004. Perhaps uh, we'll uh, we'll put this up because um, at HagmanReport.com because the uh, written by a surgeon, uh, doctor, and uh, uh, a psychiatrist. Uh, or let's see here, yeah, written by I'm sorry, a psychiatrist. In fact, a psychiatrist in chief, former at John Hopkins Hospital. Um, very interesting information about the facts as they relate to this phenomena, which, or I shouldn't say phenomena, this tactic. Uh, so we must all take, make a stand, take a stand, and not allow this to happen. Because again, you know, I, I was, in fact, I was talking with JD, uh, the other day, and he, he was saying something about my saying, you know, wow, be, kind of be careful, uh, with respect to, I mean, it was a conversation where he was urging, uh, caution about Men going into a woman's bathroom and, you know, there'd be a problem. I, I'm, I'm gonna just say flat out, if my granddaughter is in a bathroom, if, if I see a six year old or a young girl in a bathroom and I see a guy walk into that, that bathroom, there will be problems. And you can quote me on that. There, there will be a scene. I ain't gonna let it happen. It's just, it's, so, um, but, uh, anyway. But this is all related to, uh, Burgerfell, the decision with, with the homosexuality. I mean, this, this, this is all, it, remember when everyone said, oh, th- th- this can't happen? Well, it's happening, and it was planned this way. Folks, we're gonna be right back. Stay with us. 884 769 2944 This is the 
They'll look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to hour number two of this Wednesday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. This is Open Line Wednesday, where we take your phone calls. Uh, first time uh, preference goes to our first time callers, and folks can call in and talk about any and everything that's on their mind, um, political, spiritual, uh, whatever it is that you want to talk about. This piece of news headline will cover also this hour. We'll get into some news in between calls. Clinton campaign made payments to hard drive and document destruction company. The Hillary Clinton campaign made multiple payments to a company that specializes in hard drive and document destruction, according to campaign finance records. Now, think about that. That is extremely important. But no, no, of course not. Her supporters will say no. No story here. Interestingly, the payments, which were recorded in February and March of 2016, went to the Nevada-based American Document Destruction, Inc., which claims expertise in destroying hard drives or anything else that a hard drive can come from. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that you and I, folks, would get away with something like that? Let's just say we were under audit by the IRS. And or or, or or anything or, or no? How about this? How about if um, there was a charge of some sort of financial impropriety, and we of course destroyed our hard drives, or a criminal charge of of, of any kind where the evidence could be found on the hard drives, or, or documents. From the hard drives. Of course not. No one would put up with this. No prosecutor would put up with this. Yet the Department of Justice is not doing their job and Congress is not doing their job either. And, and no one is, I don't care if they're conservative or they say they're conservative. Show me, show me the movement forward of this investigation. Show me. You can say, oh, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. It's not rocket science. The, the you collect the evidence, 
you you, you create the charges. Interestingly you enough, yeah, this uh, article goes on to cite the company ADDNV Inc. Um, is a company that it does on-site and off-site off-site destruction of materials. Now, this is the breakdown. The first payment to the campaign um, of from the campaign to the destruction company came on February third for forty-three dollars. And later, February 21st, the $58, and a fourth payment was made in March, totaling $187. Now, the company, uh, the, the Free Beacon contacted this company, and an employee for the company says it charges about $10 per hard drive and $5 per cubic foot of paper. The Clinton campaign could have destroyed 14 hard drives and shredded 37.4 cubic feet of paper at those rates. Interesting. What was destroyed? You know, seriously. And is there redundancy? Now, what about the blackmail potential for blackmail? Potential for, um, um, well, look at Guccifer. Mm -hmm. Look at him. I mean, boy, maybe, maybe he's got the stuff that was destroyed. Hmm. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I'll tell you what is something, folks. Mother's Day, a celebration of mom, the mother of your children, perhaps, your mom, your grandma, someone very special to you. Let me make it easy, guys, for each one of us. You know how we are, right? We kind of wait to the last minute. Well, Mother's Day this Sunday, I got the solution for you. You can be a hero. Get mom a hundred blooms. That's right, a hundred blooms with a free glass vase for nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling, or make your day extra special. You can upgrade that to a premium vase and a box of gourmet chocolates. My wife loves those. And for just nine ninety nine more, go to proflowers dot com today and use our code word Hagman H A G M A N N. That's proflowers dot com with our code Hagman. You know, moms moms do so much, don't they? They're so important. They play such an important role. Whether they're your wife or your mother or your grandmother, they do so many things. And, and think about all of the times that mom stayed up with, if, if it's your wife, um, stayed up with your children when they were sick, helping with homework. I mean, you can take a mental inventory of all of the times that, you, that, you, that your wife with your children or, or your mom with you done so many nice things give her that give, give her a gift that will just blow her away in terms of beauty and um i i have to say this i my, i do get my wife flowers quite frequently because I, she likes flowers and i like to give them where do i go i go to proflowers.com exclusively proflowers.com occasionally i'll get a rose or something perhaps from a local florist but but no all of my flower needs are taken care of by proflowers.com get her make her mother's day special get her 100 blooms free glass vase 1999 it's really a no-brainer or for 999 more chocolates in a premium vase Folks, they take the guesswork out of sending mom, grandma, or your wife the perfect Mother's Day gift. You can't beat the price. You can't beat the convenience. Just navigate right through the website. you got two choices, two ways to do this. You can call 1-800-PRO-FLOWERS and mention Hagman when you make an order. Or the easiest way, I found this, 
just visit proflowers.com and click on the blue microphone in the top right-hand corner and type in Hagman. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone, type in Hagman. Mother's Day is this weekend, so or, or order order right now after the show. Time is running out. Folks, this offer expires Friday at midnight. For all information, proflowers.com, code Hagman. And, oh, they, boy, they got other gifts, too. It's painless. It's fun. And whoever the recipient is, they will be so glad you did that. That's proflowers.com, code Hagman. Yeah, this this hard drive stuff is not going to go, I mean, should not go away. But, but Joe, it's not going to, frankly, we're not going to see, I don't believe we're going to see any movement on the investigative movement on this. And we've, we've seen this before as investigators where, where um, an investigation will be slow walked for various reasons. And in this case, it's being no-walked, apparently. Yeah. The judge has been keeping the door open for uh, Clinton to come in and give a, a deposition. And, well, they've uh, been talking about that for yeah. months and months and yeah. months and months and months. Is it going to happen? And do you really think... When, when, you, when you begin to negotiate with, with the targets or subjects of, of a criminal investigation... You're already losing the battle. You've already lost your investigative uh, compass. You don't negotiate the terms of a deposition uh, with with a, with a subject of a criminal conspiracy or criminal conduct. You just don't do that. You're you're already approaching it from a position of weakness, and they know that. Clinton knows that. You never do that. Uh, I was just uh, I happened to talk with my wife who dropped something off here at the studio and she said did you listen to Brad uh, or uh, uh, Glenn Beck today I said no and she happened to hear uh, Brad Thor was on Glenn Beck show uh, Glenn Beck program uh, boy uh, Glenn really uh, Glenn Beck kind of just uh, really his his embracement prior of course and continued of, of Cruz just baffles me and when i say baffles me i mean it i i understand i understand what he's doing i mean i understand that mindset but i i mean i just think it's wrong-headed uh, to put that much faith in the man and then to use christianity in the manner in which he has the reason that uh, my wife asked me because brad thor was a guest on glenn's program brad thor uh, just a, a tremendous author and, and a, a friend of a friend of uh, i consider a friend Brad Thor, the author, um, but he he doesn't like Trump either, and uh, he was in agreement with Glenn Beck. But wow, so that, that kind of really, I don't know, that, that kind of shocked me a little bit in, in terms of the the um, approach to Donald Trump. But I, do do you think we're going to have elections? Do you think that? Uh, what do you think, folks? Are we going to have elections? Yeah, let's hear from you. 844-769-2944. We're going to go to Troy in South Carolina first. Troy, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, Doug and Joe. It's Carly Lake Troy. How you boys doing? Good. How you doing? Oh, I'm Sounds doing like great. you're doing well. Especially after, yeah, especially after the win last night. Hey, listen, I'm going to that Hillary Clinton thing 
and paying that company to uh, take care of our servers. That's just like me standing before my grade school teacher saying, yeah, my dog ate my homework. you got to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, or, or I fed my dog my homework. Yes, exactly. Uh, the excuse is, it, it's inexcusable. I mean, this, it, it, the criminal activity is just, it, it continues to mount. And, and people, are, are they, caller, do you think, are people deluded? Her supporters, are they saying that there's, I mean, how, how, I guess my question to you, Troy, is, is how can her supporters continue to believe in her innocence or espouse her because, innocence? Because, look, we got relatives up north and MTA still, and they're drinking the Kool-Aid. That's what we call them, call them Kool-Aid drinkers. Drink Kool-Aid so long you believe the lie. And that's, I think I told my dad, I said, Hey, or one of my friends, I said, you know how you can catch a, catch a far right liberal? They go, no, how? Just hold out a package of Kool-Aid. They, they come running to you, you got your one. <laughs> 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 and, oh, I mean, oh. if you look, if you look at the front of the package, man, they've got that happy smile, like Debbie, what's your name? Watson Schultz and Hillary Clinton. They got that eyes open wide like a deer and that big goofy smile. But anyways. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm on a roll tonight, man. I just, uh, I can't believe that people believe the lies in that, especially after Benghazi and all those, what those boys went through and everything. And, um, about Trump, I think Trump is going to get, he's going to get the election. The reason I bring that up, because I talked to you guys about this before, about Reverend T.D. Hale that Pastor Paul Bagley interviewed. Yes. Giving his yes. vision. And so far, it's right on track, guys. You, you should have him on the show and let him tell you the whole thing. You know, um, yeah, yeah, uh, we will do that. We'll, we will extend an invitation, but, um, re- recap the story in a, in a nutshell, because I, I'm not sure how many people, we, we, we get new listeners all the time, and I'm not sure how many people know that. If, if you, if you care to or, or okay, can, um, just summarize the, um, summarize the vision. Okay. He had a vision about Romney and Obama and all that, and Obama, I, I won't even call him the president. Shooting an eagle out of the sky, everything in the Truman Balcony, and pulling the head off the eagle, which represented the destruction of America, which we know happened in the past eight years. And then, but the cap recap in the last vision he was given, supposedly, he says, um, he had a vision that God gave him a vision the day of, after Christmas, I think it was, it was 2015, that he showed, um, a rotundra with a casket in the center of it with an American flag on top of it, draped over it. He didn't know who was in the casket. Then the doors opened up. Obama walks in, looks at the casket. But there was turmoil during all this time. Then, Donald Trump, like he said, Donald Trump was behind the casket. Well, I think Pastor Paul Bailey, you know, I'm surmising because I'm trying to remember the story, said he saw Donald Trump behind the casket. And he told Pastor Paul that Donald Trump would be the GOP nominee. Well, so far that's happened. And then I think Pastor Paul went to ask him, well, you said you knew who's going to be the next president. And if I remember right, Pastor Hale said that Donald Trump is going to be the next president, but he's going to walk in, there'll be a lot of chaos and everything going on as he becomes the next uh, president of the United States. So, well, you know, so far, I'm that matches uh, something Michael Savage said today. I apologize for interrupting, but I wanted to get this in here. Michael Savage, when talking with WorldNet Daily, said Obama will definitely, if Trump becomes a nominee and becomes the gets elected, uh, that Obama will sabotage the economy on the way out. 
and he says that it would lead to an economic crash. And he says the reason he says that is not because of policies, but but because of what Obama will do on the way out the door. Savage said that if anyone thinks Trump, that a president, will be able to easily turn this huge ship around, you don't know much about navigation and turbulent waters. Wait until you see what happens in the last few months if Trump wins. Wait till you see what that nice guy in the White House does. Wow, it's weird you said that because the other shows, I don't know if it was Alex Jones or one I was listening today, he mentioned that he would try to sabotage Trump and, and have an economic collapse and blame it on him. I mean, how ridiculous could that be? The man gets elected and you're going to blame that on him just as he steps into office? Come on. Right, right, exactly. Very good points, all. Very relevant vision. Thank you for that. Appreciate your call, Troy. Like, God. Yeah, yeah go you ahead. Know I know I told you I was going to try to get up there during deer season with my dad. We may be coming up even earlier sometime in July. Forget this. Our 104th or 5th family reunion at Bushy Run, Pennsylvania. And everybody, you should see, I wish you guys could come see all the books <laughs> and history of our family. Just stacked on tables of it. Really? Wow. Oh, Wow. But listen, guys, I still, when I get up there, I want to call you. I, if my dad will take me up there, I want to come visit you and just say hi up there in Erie. Well, you, you can be a part of our vast studio audience, to be sure. Absolutely. We'll open the doors for you. No, seriously. Uh, hey, great. Look us up. All right, bud. Troy, God bless you. Right. Thank you, man. You too. Bye-bye. All right. All right. One second, folks. Let me get this. Uh... Yeah. You, you know, um, I, I, while Joe is is working the board here, trying to yeah, uh, I want to say that uh, if if the you think about this, if Hillary Clinton gets elected, ladies and gentlemen, if 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 she gets elected, let's just think for a moment of Clinton's election. Um, Hillary Clinton obviously is pushing Christians to. To, to, to forfeit their belief in their Christian beliefs. Um, now she claims to be Christian. She's a witch, verifiable. I mean, it. it, it seriously, yeah, Wiccan. You know, I, Wiccan, I, I explained that to a friend the other day, and he laughed at me like I was joking. Well, and no. I said, "Go, you know, go look it up." Then he still laughed, and he, you know, yeah, well, you know, today in our day, anti-biblical behavior. Such as homosexuality. I'm already getting the, the hate emails from what I said. It, I, I just, I, I have to laugh and I just press delete. You know, these people are, are uh, but they continue to listen. It's, it's interesting because they're intellectually, morally and spiritually bankrupt. But, but having said that, um, you know, today, anti-biblical behavior is celebrated and embraced Bruce Jenner. Look at Bruce Jenner. He's called a hero. He's going to be posing naked for the cover of Sports oh, Illustrated. Man, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just a matter of time before politicians begin to, to to speak out against the Bible, folks. Don't you see the writing on the wall? It's going to be banned as hate speech. And in Clinton, Hillary Clinton is already testing those particular waters. And it's one thing to make in and to take. You know, anti-biblical positions. It's, that's one thing, but to call Americans to forsake the Bible, basically giving an address at 
the women in the World Summit last week. She Here's what she said. How many people have heard this? Far too many women are denied access to reproductive health and safe health care and safe childbirth. And laws don't come for much if they're not enforced. Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will and deep-seated cultural codes. Now, here's the, the, the money sentence now. And deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases must be changed. Okay, that's what she said. What does that mean? That means you give up, you stop clinging to your Bible. Now, folks, by the way, we're, we're having some issues here with the, uh, with the phone lines. Our end, not Global Star. It's our end. Just be patient. We'll get, we'll get it back here momentarily. Okay. So just hang with us. All right. We are, uh, we're going to go to Diane in Michigan. Diane, you're up. Hello. Hi, Hello. Diane. Hello. Hi, Hi, Doug. Hi, Joe. I'm so excited to be on the phone with you guys. I started listening to you guys last year when I was in Alaska, and I look forward to listening to you every night. This is the first time calling in, and I had a couple of things. I wrote them down because I knew I was going to be nervous, and I didn't want to forget anything. Um, The thing about Trump, and, and I like... Um, of course, going on YouTube like everybody, and I always get little pop-ups and stuff on my Facebook. And yesterday I thought I was kind of on a little rabbit trail, but then one of them come up, and it was probably gave me the most hope that I've had in, like, for eight years now for our country. So I wanted to share that site with you folks. Um, and the title of it is called Trump Chosen by God to Stop America's Destruction. There's a dash, and it's Astounding 2011 Prophecy. And the gentleman that did this prophecy, he was a retired fireman. And the um, the talk show host, his last name is Wiles. I didn't catch his first name. Rick Wiles. But he was, yes, that, that's him. And he was doing an interview with him. And that was the first show that he had shared this vision with, but he had written it down, and Mr. Wiles was in a doctor's office, and I don't know how the subject came up, but the secretary of the office, she says, well, I've got to show you something, Mr. Wiles, and so she goes in and she gets this written prophecy, and he's reading it, and it's like it's today's time frame, and he looks at the date at the top, but it said 2011. And he's like, really? And he's, he's, they're like, yes, and if you want to talk to him. So they got him hooked up to this gentleman. And so he had him on um, this video, and he reads the prophecy. Some of the things that's just so um, amazing is that Trump, even though he's not politically correct, he doesn't say the right things, He's very abrupt and abrasive and stuff. You know, back in the Old Testament, you know, God used some of the most unusual people to make his point and to do his work. And in the prophecy, it says Trump is God's chosen, and he would repair and restore our nation. And the GOP and none of the other groups have been able to stop him. The more they try to stop him, the more he is just like out there for everybody to see. 
and he's the he's the one that um, that uh, they don't want him in there, and they don't want him in there because he knows he knows their tricks, he knows what they're up to, and you know they don't want to see that. So anyway, that was my that was my first thing that I wanted to share okay. with you, and the, right. the other thing is is um. You know, God's watching all of the things that's going on politically. And my brother is a pastor in, in Washington State, and this is a personal story. He was asked to come to um, Olympia, Washington, to open up one of their um, their sessions. And this is when they were talking, doing the um, the gay marriage in Washington State. And... He prayed about it, and before he went over to, to do the prayer for them, God gave him a prophecy. And so before he, he opened in prayer, he read the prophecy to them. And um, as, he was, as he was saying the prayer, he put his head to say the prayer, he heard gasps in the audience. And uh, he looked up. And he thought that they were pointing at him, and they started saying, the flag, the flag. And up overhead, up on the pole, that who long, knows how long that flag had hung up there, the flag dropped to the ground behind him. Mm. And it's just, it, it kind of gives you the shivers when you think about it, that, you know, God is watching. And, you know, the voting that we do, you know, I don't take my voting lightly, you know, it was during that time frame that I realized that the vote that I do here on earth is going to count in heaven. You know, so I want to make sure that the right person is there. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that, that this prophecy is true or anything for Donald Trump or anything, but I just think that, you know, as Christians, we really need to be falling on our faces before God and asking him who who is your man? Who is your chosen person? But, you know, it, it gives me hope. I, I'm just hoping that, you know, that uh, he's safe, you know, and, you know, the the things that have come against him, you know, the threats and everything, it's just, it's very, it's very sad, but... Um, I'm from Alaska, so I'm outspoken like Sarah Palin. I get in trouble a lot. So. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys having, you know, a platform out there where I listen to the evening news, and then I come into my room and, and do my own thing in here, and I listen to you guys, and I listen to the real news. <laughs> well, Diane, thank you What's so really much. happening in the world. Wow. Anyway, well, thank you so much, and you guys God are you. in my prayers, and uh, God bless. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thanks. For, what a great call. God, God bless you, Diane. Thank you so very much. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And we have, uh, we, we've got Bill and Judy and Tracy and Don, and my goodness, just hang on. Let's go to Tracy right now. Let me see if I can push this button. Or let's go to Tracy from Florida. Tracy, you're up with Doug and Joe. Hello. Hello, Doug and Joe. Nice to talk with you guys. Nice to be talked to. Thank, thank you for what you do. And I'm just to be upfront. Tracy is not my real name. Okay. Um, when I talk with you about what I called for, you'll understand why. I called to talk about the LGBTQXYZ. Um, Your name's not I'm Frank, a, is it? I'm just kidding. No, 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 it is <laughs> no, not. <laughs> no, I, I, I was no, joking. 
Okay, I'm not transgender. Um, I'm a female. I was, I'm a born-again Christian. I was saved when I was 30. Um, This is the first time that I've ever called any talk show. I've been listening to you guys for maybe a couple months. Okay. My eyes have been opened as to what's going on in the world probably a year ago. I started with InfoWars, and it just went on from there. Um, I was homosexual, um, ran around, sex, drugs, rock and roll, that was my thing, until God got hold of me when I was age 30. At that time, I said, well, I'll always be gay, and I just won't be a practicing gay. Well, God had a plan, and I don't live that way any longer. I don't have those feelings. I don't lust after men or women. So I just want to say that this whole LGBT thing is insane. Um, Back in my day, when I used to go to the bars seven nights a week, I knew a woman. Back then, it was you know, not as as out there as it is today. She had gotten a sex change to be a man. She, uh, I'm sorry, it was a man got a sex change to be a woman. She used to use the woman's room because she had female plumbing. I also knew a woman who had a sex change to a man. She had male plumbing. She used to use the men's room. This whole thing to me is absolutely ridiculous. And I just, I just wanted to put that out there. Tracy, first, first of all, we're honored, number one, that, that you chose our show to call in first time to a talk show. Thank you for doing that. But let me ask you this. Because you were on the inside, and, and I really, and I'm very serious about this, what do you think, what's going on here? Because you've got a very unique, in my, at least in our view, you've got a very unique, um, um, uh, view of the landscape, the geopolitical, the spiritual landscape, everything that's going mm-hmm. on. What's the end game? In your view, see, having seen and experienced both sides of all, or all sides really of this, what's your view of, of what's going on? What's the end game objective here? It's, it's a huge distraction. It's to break up the family. What's wrong is right. What's right is wrong. Um, look at Caitlyn Jenner. Bruce Jenner, excuse right. me. Um, I, you know, I'll put this out there. No, nobody knows this. Um, I guess, you know, God says it's time. My heart's been full. My spirit is full. Like, I've got a call. Um, when I was a child and people would ask me, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I used to say a boy because that's what I felt like inside. Now, I've struggled, my, you know, almost my whole life with, geez, you know, well, before God got a hold of me, you know, it, did he make a mistake? I feel like a boy inside. I used to play with the boys. I didn't want to do the girly thing. Um, I've never been married, although I dated men years and years. I was engaged a couple times. Um, this world is just insane. And you ask me what I think the end game is. I think it's just a huge distraction of the enemy, turning everything upside down. People are fascinated with this stuff now. Interesting. Yeah, they are. Um, but but I, I agree with you. I think that this is part of a larger agenda, and, and I do believe the nuclear family, the family as God intended, man and the wife, I think that that's in the crosshairs. And, of course, they, you know, I look at this, Tracy, I, I look at our country, and we, we are so spiritually sick. But, but the enemy, they've got, to, they've got to tear us down. They've got to, and 
they, the enemy could perhaps invade us, we'll say. Uh, but, but a, uh, you know, a more, and I think that this is a case, a more expeditious way of ripping us down and a less messy way perhaps um, for them, the enemy, would be just to uh, uh, corrupt us from within, and I think that's what's taking place. So thank you so much uh, for that. Mm. Unbelievable. You're welcome. Wow. Thank you guys for taking my call. And I just want to say something else to mainly the women out there, because I'm not, I'm not religious. I can't stand Christianese. Um, there are some other things that happened in my life that I won't, you know, go into now. But there's a whole lot more to this. Um, I don't go to church, God, any longer. God is teaching me, I believe, to be independent and hear from Him. I'm originally from the Boston area. He moved me to Florida several months ago. Now, again, to the ladies out there, I'm alone. I have no family support system. I do not have a significant other. Um, like I had said before, you know, I've, I've never been married. So I'm it. It's God and me. And there is nothing to fear. He had me drive down here. I, I hired a moving company to bring my stuff, and he had me drive down here alone. And I knew that I had to do that. And he is just instructing me every step of the way on preps and many other things that I don't care to get into on the air. But ladies, there is nothing to fear. Nothing at all. You've got God, man. You have everything. Tracy, that is a, a tremendous statement. And you, thank you. Thank you for, for making that statement. Thank you for being you and, and for and, and for having the the, the, the courage to, to say what you said and to uh, explain to our listeners what you've gone through. Wow, tremendous. Thank you. God bless you. And Thank you know you. what, Thank Doug? You. I, yes, go Thank ahead. you. You guys, too. And I don't know if this is a possibility, but it's on my heart. I don't know if sometime I'd be able to speak with you off the air. Is that possible? Yes, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Um Go to Hagman, if you don't mind, just go to Hagman and Hagman.com and click on the contact us or, or simply send, a, send an email to studio at Hagman and Hagman.com. And in the subject okay. line, put, put in your name. Okay. Just your yeah. first name. The, the one you're using now, not your real name, of course. Yes. Okay. And, and, and then let me know how you, I can contact you. We can contact you. Okay. Okay, and I'll put a little bit in the email. Uh, no, I appreciate that. Super. All right, excellent. I'll, Thank I'll you, guys, that. and God bless. God bless. Thank you. Thanks, Tracy. All right. We have Don next in North Carolina. Don, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Well, hey, folks, how are you doing? <clears throat> doing great. How about Absolutely. you? Good. Yeah. Um yeah, you know me. I'm. I, I call in every every so often. Uh, we we met at Apex that time. You know, I'm that we guy. did. I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Here in uh, the, I like to call it the Socialist Republic of Orange County, uh, where we have uh, a bunch of knucklehead commissioners, seven <laughs> of them, who think that uh, who thought they wanted to get rid of the H uh, HB two bill here would have been the mm-hmm. best thing to slice bread. Uh, they wanted perverts to go in all our bathrooms. That's right. Yes. Well, I did, I did an hour on Butch Paw's show, 
you know Butch Paul, I'm sure, right? Sure. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. He he has it right. He he says it perfectly. Nobody says it better than him. Look, folks, you got two choices: step in front of the mirror, drop your drawers, and you'll know exactly where you are. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's really not that difficult. You know, it's not that difficult. Unfortunately, you know, Don, this uh, the, the reason, and when we get emails, not from just the haters, but we get emails from well-intended uh, Christians saying, why do you make this yeah. such a large part of your platform? Because at the heart of, uh, we can identify the enemy, uh, well, the earthly enemies, the, the people who are actually attempting to rip down our system and to attack Christianity to shut us up, and so on, through this particular path, through this area of investigation, this path of investigation. So that's why this is so important. And it's bigger it's than... very important. Yeah, exactly. Well, go ahead, Don. I didn't mean to. to um, yeah, it's um, it, it's it has it has nothing to do with homosexuality. It has nothing to do with uh, uh, what somebody feels that you know who's mentally deranged who who feels that there may may be another sex mixing. What it has to do with is bringing down our society. That's right. And it has to do with um, using homosexuality as a uh, as as a tool to do it. They did it in Nazi Germany. They did it in the Soviet Union. They've, they've done it throughout history since Babylon. I mean, once you let... See, the thing is, throughout society, throughout the human society for 6,000 years that we know about, and that's recorded, uh, using homosexuality to rise to the top is is a tool to demoralize the society. And it's always the same case, always the same case. Um, normally, they're you know uh, through natural law, they're kind of put into a little bottle and 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 shunned down, and they're in the closet. Okay, that's that's natural. That's that's normal natural law among human beings. Once they start to rise, and you give them a little bit. Uh, they're the most intolerant people on the planet Earth. When it comes to we get a little bit, you know, give them an inch, you get a mile. They're the most intolerant, and they want to take over. And what happens is it turns it into another cycle. If these laws were to, were to prosper, and uh, let's say that HB2 failed, and the homosexuals won, and you were able to go into the bathrooms here, uh, what would happen is uh, there'd be a lot of uh, a lot of perverts getting their teeth knocked down their throat. It'd be a great deal for dentists. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what would happen? It would revert back to natural law. Um, who was it? I think it was Edmund Burke said, uh, "When evil men make bad laws, righteous men disobey them." So. You know, he didn't see it, didn't happen. It would put them back in the closet. So, uh, uh, as far as natural law, it, it would, if it actually, if, if it failed, it would, it, you know, it, it would, uh, it would still work out in society. You know, um, sure. I uh, I confronted the commissioners because, like I said, they thought it was the best thing to slice bread to have a bunch of perverts going there. And what I did was I uh, I quoted uh, Isaiah uh, Isaiah five twenty 
or 25, one where I was, where it's, uh, I, I looked at them and I said, I brought three Bibles. I brought um, a King James. I brought an Oxford Bible with the uh, Apocrypha and an old Apocrypha of 1937. And I told them, uh, I quoted, I quoted the verse and it was, uh, uh, woe to the, woe to them who call evil good, uh, and, yeah, evil, evil, right. good, good, evil, um, light, uh, darkness, light, and light darkness, and bitter, sweet, and sweet, bitter. Then I looked up at him and I said, "Woe unto you." Okay. And uh, uh, how did they I take that? To the uh, I mean, the the reference to scripture. How was that received? Um, I'm curious. They didn't say a word. All right. They never do. They never say a word, and that's their policy, pretty much. And then I went on to explain to them about the apocrypha that was left out of the, that was taken out of the uh, King James Bible, was originally in the King James Bible from 1611 until 1879. Right. And it was removed from the King James Bible, and then I went on to talk about the 70 verses that were re- that were not even included in the King James Bible. Okay, you know that I'm sure you're familiar with those. Okay, okay. the uh, uh, two estrus. Okay, and uh, seventy verses, and I explained to them that uh, that was removed from the apocrypha, but it's still uh, in the King James, but it's still in the Oxford Bible and other Bibles. And I printed out the seventy verses and explained it to the commissioners. I explained to them. I printed them out to you because it explains what heaven and hell is all about. Okay, so I think you need to know this stuff. All right. Okay. Right. Um, and said, just for listeners, yeah. and Don, I mean, the um, King James Version contains scriptures that address this behavior, homosexual behavior, uh, from 1 Corinthians uh, to Matthew 19, verses 4 and 5, to Romans, to yeah, Romans, of course. Yeah, you know, all of these. But, yes, the additional inclusion of the um, non-canonized text, interesting, interesting approach. I have to say, go on. Yeah. So uh, after that, I said, "That's that's my message from the Lord." And then I said, "Here's my message." You wouldn't understand the power of the Christ if he snuck up from behind you and kicked you square in the butt. And they call it social justice. I said, "How is this social justice for my wife? How is this social justice for me?" Here's my social justice, is what I told the commissioners. I said, if some deranged pervert, if my wife's in the bathroom and some deranged pervert walks into that bathroom, I'm going to drag him out and knock his teeth down his throat. Okay? And who's going to get arrested? Me. Right. I mean, that makes no sense at all. So you see where the trouble is here. Yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, we, I, have, we are I, have, so I even have a YouTube. I have a video of this that that's from their webpage, from their website. You know, I mean, I, I don't mind being uh, open about this. And, and well, yeah. and Don, I mean, people should be extremely, um, extremely concerned how quickly all of this has transpired. I mean, look at how that's right. Look at the expeditious way this has all taken place is by design. It's not by accident. Of course. You know what the biggest problem is? 
I was the only one that spoke out. There's nobody else. Yeah, well, that's, it that's was about me right. alone. That's about right. Yeah, but, but but see if you had if you had a hundred other people and and, and, that, and therein lies the issue or the problem because the other side will have a well organized plan of attack this agenda this lobby is well funded well organized um, Alan oh, Sears yeah. and Craig Olson, yeah, uh, Austin had talked about oh, this and yeah. you know years ago in the book the the homosexual agenda and of course yeah it was yes. written in the fifties yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have the agenda itself, yes. So we need to understand what we're facing and the consequences thereof. And, and you're absolutely right, Don. You're yeah, well, folks right. are, I think, I think folks are starting to figure it out. Uh, folks are afraid to speak up still a little bit. But when they start losing their pensions and everything else, they're going to start standing. And their freedom of speech. That's coming. That's coming. Yeah, Big well, speech. I'm not going to give up my freedom of speech. Uh, but it's not PC. It's not politically correct. PC is politically communist. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Don, I want to. I want to thank you, brother. Thank right, you. But, but, you, you I'm take sure care, man. Some other folks who want to come on. Yes, yes, they're lining up. So, but God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much. And uh, all right, have a good have have you, right. you guys, you guys are wonderful, and uh, I, I recommend you folks and. Turn everybody on your website every chance I get. So God bless Thanks, you. Have a great night. All right, you All too, right. man. Thanks, Take Tom. Care. Bye. Uh, we got Judy in Florida next. Judy, thanks for calling in. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Doug. Hi, Joe. Um, I spoke with you a couple of weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> there was a there's a few things that you know I'll just you know off the top of my head I'll just go with it. Uh, sure. On the 30th of April, um, I went to a parade with uh, a girlfriend of mine and her grandkids, and uh, this was uh, an annual thing. It's the second biggest in Florida uh, to commemorate the conquistador Hernando de Soto. You know, history is of, of his is very rich here. I don't know a lot of it, but it's still rich. Here. I would, I would so, bet. I, I got to say this. Just, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I did anyway. I would bet that ninety percent of the people don't even know who that is when they should, because of the uh, government school system. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was quite startled. Um, as I said, it was a, it's, it's a parade, and it's family geared toward family. So the, so the first thing I saw, and I've been to many parades in my lifetime. I have participated in parades with and without my children, you know, being single and being a mom. Anyway, the first thing I noticed is all the sheriffs there on either side of what will be the parade route. And uh, they're directing people who are walking, you know, it will, will, in what would be the path of the parade, you know, directing them, you know, to go closer to the curb. I mean, was, that was ridiculous in and of itself. Then there's the sheriff motorcycles. Then there's the police motorcycles going up and down what will be the parade route. Then you see the EMS workers on bicycles. Then you see a a uh, what's like a golf cart that would seat like six people saying bomb squad on the side of it. And during the parade, um, there was the, you know, the, the like, uh, county Humvee and then the, 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 the SWAT armored vehicle. Then there, at the end of the parade was, um, a, like a small RV that was, uh, for, <clears throat> uh, 
county use. It was a sheriff, but I don't remember. It was like, I don't know what its designation was, but it was like for mass casualty. Just just pick a ridiculous category for, you know, taxpayer money. And to top it all off, there was a drone in the sky. (laughs) So I'm going, I mean, I'm just like freaked out. I know everything about the New World Order. I know, uh, you know, uh, uh, about, you know, everything that I started investigating since 9-11. So I, I'm just like, you know, my and my girlfriend is like half awake. You know, she, she said, well, I've just never seen an armored vehicle before. And I'm going, yeah, that's called incrementalism. <laughs> and then she pointed out the drone to me. And I have no idea to this moment. She thought it was like a novelty or something. I'm, I'm just like beside myself so i mean so so here is the you know the 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 elements of the police state on public display the next day i go to um in sarasota a place called marina jacks and it's a marina with a bunch of yachts you know parked alongside of each other there's boating clubs and then there's moorings for sailing boats and there's a place where it's a park where people go and walk and everything and in the middle of this park is this exhibition of these massive professionally you know uh made banners with artwork um you know glossy and they they're like i don't know uh 10 feet tall you know and 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 you know the banners are are really big but they have these this this artwork and and it's and you go to the website embracingourdifferences.org that's the website and I guess it's a traveling exhibition. I don't know. But, I, but I'm looking at these banners, and I, I focus on one in particular because it was the most offensive to me. Is, um, you, you know, the iconic photograph of, of the, the soldiers um, erecting the flag on Iwo Jima? Yes. So, okay. So imagine a bunch of children, and that's part of the message of, of this, this particular banner, hoisting a flag in the same fashion and on this flag is a bunch of colorful images it's like a patchwork quilt and you know you see like the peace sign and you see like um the rainbow and on the edge of the flag what i picked up on was um the muslim crescent with a star and right above that the satanic salute and um and and and, you know on the website it's it, it won like best in show but it's like what every single banner there was about the you know new world order the new world religion the new world doctrine you know this this togetherness namby pamby you know fluffy bunny you know creepy evil and i'm just like all i was trying to do doug and joe was to enjoy myself go out and get some sunshine you know, when when I went out to you know a nice parade, and you know just to, to just to go walking at this park, so I'm just like, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, and I don't I don't mean to sound negative because I know a bunch of positive things are happening, but I know what we're being prepared for. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sure, and and I think that um, what you just described there, and even previous to that, the 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 clueless nature of your companion, your friend. This is the cluelessness is, in my view, increasing as exponentially as those people who are awake are awakening to the deeper facts. So, so in other words, the the divide is becoming greater. The clueless people are remaining, choosing to remain clueless, while the 
people who are awake are becoming more awake and and again there's a there's a huge gulf in between but i think that's by design well, I, I i do believe a lot of that is fear and demoralization um i i, I and i know that they want to remain clueless um which is which is which well, is sure. a tragedy i mean it's if we were able if i were able to convince people and, and there has been some that i know that have you know become more activated and they do care um and they're doing you know their own exploration and hopefully their own activism later on um but you know it's it's a hefty challenge because um i know what it was for me when i realized in 2001 when it all really began for me what the betrayal actually was and how you know the the the, the, the how the deception affects the brain because i mean it's, it's a paradigm shatter so it's it's just like um i i have compassion for my friend you know she just she talks about how she, her and her husband will one day you know they'll just move to the Cayman Islands i mean it's, and i know that they're not going to leave here because i know what they have invested here i i mean i, I sort of understand what it was for the the jews when uh, the the whole Nazi party was forming, and and you know, because I used to ask myself, okay, so why did the Jews just sit there like sitting ducks? And I I understand now. I mean, it's, that's you know, a great statement. That's a fantastic observation, and an important one for for people up today here listening to this. Yeah, but but, but it's like it, it, it you know I, I I I so see it because you know there's really nowhere to go when 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 everything's familiar to you your home your family you know everything is is, is where you've been invested and and of course you would think that they would flee I mean I I thought about leaving the country but you know I know why I didn't and it dealt directly with family. And wanting to stay, you know, in this country, and it, and it, but it, it's just like, you know, it still doesn't mean the, the freight train isn't coming. But you know, the positive stuff that I was talking about, and you know, it's it's you know the the direction that um, the campaign, you know, where, where it's taking for Trump, yes, and and in West Virginia, there's supposedly a real revival movement happening where a lot of young people. I don't remember the town or anything, but. There, there's a lot of people coming to Christ. That's which I think excellent is news, Judy. Yeah. Uh, we're at the top of the hour break. We're going to have to let you go, but we will no keep problem. our eye on West Virginia. And wow, thanks for the call, though. A tremendous call. Thank you. Mm. All right. Have Bye-bye. a great night, Judy. You too. All right, folks. We are at the top of the hour break. Callers, hang on. Just, all, just hold on, guys and ladies. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come back with Dave, Bill, Jewel, and Russ. And if you want to join the conversation, 844-769-2944. And we do want to give people as much time as they can to make their point, as they wish to make their point. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio 
you never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, it's a open phone line Wednesday. We're taking your calls uh, up next here shortly. Uh, we'll be getting back to the phones. You know, during the news break, of course, Title IX was mentioned. How many people know what Title IX is uh, with respect to the civil, the uh, uh, what's taking place here uh, in North Carolina? Title IX, very simply, is... Uh, uh, Title IX became public law back in 1972, I, I believe it was, and, and it's a it's a part of the education amendments of 1972. It was co-authored and introduced by Birch Bayh. Uh, in 2002, it was renamed the Patsy Mink Equal Opportunity in Education Act. Okay, after the uh, Mink, she was a co-author and sponsor uh, as well. But Birch Bayh happened to, uh, if that name sounds familiar, he was a uh, uh, senator. In fact, he was the only, I think, only one, with the exception of our founding fathers, who actually authored two amendments, constitutional amendments, and he ran for president, I think it was in 76 or 72. It was back in the early 70s. But, but the reason I bring this up is because it has nothing to do with civil rights. This has nothing to do, basically, with Title IX, and, uh, and it, uh, it's for the White House, the executive branch, to, to claim it does. I think it's disingenuous at best. Very interesting. And, and you know what? I talked about a civil war. The, uh, the uh, uh, source, my source, from DHS talking about people you know, trying to get a civil war going. Well, this is part and parcel to how they're doing it. This is it. This is a method. This is one method. There it is, folks. Uh, before we get back to the calls, folks, uh, portions of the nice broadcast brought to you in addition to Pro Flowers, in addition to Pro Flowers, healthmasters.com. Visit healthmasters.com for all quality vitamins, nutritional supplements. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. 
healthmasters.com. And don't forget about American Survival Wholesale, americansurvivalwholesale.com. Also, our partners in this radio endeavor. All right, let's get back to the call. Um, I don't know about you. You hear that? I do. I, I hear somebody talking in my ear. It is the news feed. So, Todd, I don't know if uh, that's something on our end or not. But we're faintly hearing the news feed. But we're going to go to Dave in Florida. Dave, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, uh, Joe and Doug. Good evening. You all right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because uh, sometimes I can't hear you too good. But uh, how you doing? Well, I'm not going to say how you doing because it's pretty bad out there. So I'm just glad that you have your health. I hope everything is all right with your family and everything like that. Um because we're all being attacked, I feel, spiritually and physically. Um, I'd just like to say this quick thing. Uh, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Um, I'd like to... I wrote a few things down. I'll say this as quick as I, quick as I can. Um, I know some people... I don't know a few people, but some people out there say sin is sin. But I, I don't feel that way. I think um, when uh, Jesus said to Pontius Pilate, he said something like, Greater the sin hath he who has handed me over to you. So to me, I believe that that shows that there's a greater level of sin with different sins. So I'm just going to read what I got here. This shows different degrees of sin, which means to me different degrees of punishment if not repented and asked forgiveness. And I just want to say, Doug, I heard you. you <clears throat> I heard you all the way down here in Florida the other night when you were yelling about the abortion, and you're so right. I heard you all the way from Pennsylvania. <laughs> so you get excited too, just like me, <laughs> and I know you do. <laughs> I um, so those doctors who perform abortions to me are the executioners of premeditated murder and the mother might be of a lesser degree the abortionist doctor to me has a more medical science reality of that life he will execute he feels the body parts that he is dismembering from the main body if it's this type of abortion he has seen the sonogram, I believe, before the procedure. The woman probably has not seen her child by some by sonogram before the abortion for fear that the mother may change her mind, which I believe has happened when the nurse let the mother look at her child. And the nurse who accomplices the doctor is held accountable, but a slight degree lesser than the executioner doctor. But I believe both unless ask forgiveness will be in the eternal fires of hell with the doctor at the lowest level in hell I believe in different levels in hell also and the nurse may be right above him and what I wrote down here real quick was in my father's house there are many mansions I don't know and I say different degrees well in my father's house there are many mansions so that means that there's to me different degrees in heaven martyrs for Christ I believe are near or at the top and I came out with a with a, my own this is not in the Bible 
in Satan's house there are many dungeons which I believe there is different degrees in hell shades of Dante many nurses after witnessing their first abortion have left that practice and chose a different career or a different part in the hospital (laughs) and you you who sell baby parts you also will be at the lower levels of hell if you don't repent repent from this I'm telling you and you in our Congress in our government who didn't come out to try and stop abortion to try and stop this practice of selling baby parts you also share in the greater of this abomination woe unto you our government woe unto you in Congress who do nothing you also are an accomplice and will also if you do not change and repent and do something you also would be thrown into the eternal stink and agony of hell while you are alive you better do something because God is watching I tell you woe you shall reap what you are sowing you shall hear the anger of the Lord one day while you have time repent and take a righteous stand for God or reap your agonizing reward hurry for no man knows the day or hour when you will be taken from this life repent repent and another thing I want to say is being I'm a Catholic and I only go to church for the Eucharist that's it I don't hear much else and everything else I get fed other ways I say this to Pope Francis Obama and Oprah Winfrey and all those who believe you can get to heaven all different ways without going through Jesus why is Jesus appearing to Muslims in dreams because he wants them to give up their false God and come to him to believe he is the way the truth and the light and the last thing I want to say is Jack Danapi um, Jack Danapi is now 85 years old he was born February 9th 1931 before February 9th when he was 84 years old he had a heart attack I didn't know this he was off the air and I said where is he I found out he had a a, a huge heart attack now I find out he was 84 years old now yeah. before he had the heart attack He was on air saying, basically, he believed, I think he called the Pope the anti-Pope or the false prophet. I sort of agreed with him, because I don't like this Pope. I I, I just don't like what he's saying, and I think he's almost like Obama in that he says one thing and says the other, and it's all mixed up one ghibli gosh. And Mm -hmm. then I heard, and then he came, I heard that he survived at at his age. I heard he survived. And then, after saying this about the Pope and me as a Catholic, saying, whoa, you know, because as you said, Joe, some time ago, you said, you know, the Catholics, they believe that he's the vicar of Christ. So, you know, that, okay, that's what you're supposed to think or whatever. I personally, I don't think this Pope is, so I'll just leave it like that. But he had come out and said this, and he not only, not only 
not only did he survive it, but after a while he actually came back on the air, and he's back on the television still preaching. And I said, whoa. I said, I mean, he was so close to death at 84 years old, going through a quadruple bypass or something like that he had, and to be so close to death that if he really, if God was so angered, if he was telling a lie, and it was such a horrible thing what he said, I think the Lord would have took him. But I think, really, that he was on to what this Pope is really about. And God forgive me, Lord, if I'm wrong. But I do feel in my heart that this Pope is not right. So that's about all I have written down. And what do you guys think about that? Uh, uh, Dave, well, Dave, look, uh, we're going to move on. Thanks for your call. Uh, uh, you can catch what we, we got to say off, uh, offline oh, here, okay. off air. Okay. All right. Um, I, I will say this. We're going to have Tom Horn on and Chris Putnam's coming on here. It might be changed now. There's some issues going on here, but uh, we're trying to get them scheduled. Uh, of course, Steve Quayle and Tom Horn um, and Pastor Langford on Jim Baker next week. And Chris Putnam. Uh, yeah, Chris Putnam will come on here on, on our show as well as Tom Horn. So he's going to be addressing some of these issues with the Pope. I just want to mention that. So what, what we think about this, what, uh, I, I do believe that, uh, there's a, there's a, um, very toxic cocktail, uh, of personalities, including the Pope as well as Obama and other leaders and soon to be, of course, uh, uh, Khan, uh, Sadiq, uh, I think it's, who is that? Sadiqi Khan or Sadiq Khan? Um, I'm trying to remember who the, let me just get my notes here from the, the, the soon to be mayor of London. Um, watch that very carefully. Sadiq Khan, that's right, a member of the uh, parliament uh, who's going to be probably ushered into the uh, position of, uh, Muslim mayor of, of the city of London, or London, not the city of London, but London, UK. And uh, this fits a pattern. Yep. Yep. Which we will get into, uh, as this story develops. But there's some things that, uh, lineages, even the U.S. presidents, that have ties to the Prophet Muhammad that I did not know about. And that's something we'll talk about later, too. We're going to go to Bill in New Jersey. Bill, thanks for calling the Hagman and Hagman Report.
that's one point. If you don't mind, some news for you guys. I'm in New Jersey, and the Diocese of Pawtucket, you may know who they are, they run all the Catholic churches, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, I know somebody very close to the diocese, uh, I don't need to go any further than that, but they were just alerted that they're going to take in, or be, be uh, part of helping with a uh, thousand-something Syrian refugees that are coming to New Jersey. And uh, it's interesting how they're alerting the diocese that they want the church to help out with this. And, um, of course, it's not news or the newspaper, it's not the Star-Ledger or, you know, anything like that. Uh, and I'm wondering, around the country, if there's some other way to contact these diocese and find out. Maybe we can somehow figure out where they're all going on their own with the investigation. Now that we know that they're going to do it through the diocese. Like Very interesting comment. point, uh, and yeah, um, I know I know the uh, the diocese that that you of which you speak. We should there should be some manner in which we could find that out if they know that right now. We, we, you would think that that they would have to have some idea, some level of planning and organization for that number of um, so-called refugees, especially if they're playing such an active role. That that might be a very good thing to do. Uh, I think it's a very important point you you brought up here. Well, thanks. Uh, I'm just trying to do my best. You know, there's only so many of us that were eyes open around here, so it's yeah, interesting. Uh, tough. But yeah, it is yeah. Uh, you know, uh, of course, the big problem is when we see the lines of Syrian refugees. You know, they're they show the one family with the lady and the kid on the Star Ledger front page, but then when you see the real video on the internet, it's like. 10% kids and ladies and 90% guys, you know, and, and they're all, most of them, have you noticed most Syrians, if you see like the real Syrians, they're more of a lighter type of a Arab, they're a little bit different. Heck, it's kind of in the line, they look like they come Syria, they look like they're more Libyans or other Africans, and I don't know uh, how they're all being put off as Syrians anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't think... Um I, I think there, there's a misconception when people are referring to this Muslim alien invasion. They're saying Syrian refugees, and I, I don't believe we're looking at the the, the entirety. We'll say the hundred thousand that's being proposed is all Syrian. Um, certainly, yeah. There's not the the demographics. It's all wrong, and in, in, in my view, it's it's planned and orchestrated. So, again, another great observation there. Yeah. The other thing is, is um, I have a, a client who's a uh, Christian Muslim who did get in the country only because he was sponsored by a very wealthy family in my area, and uh, he was telling me how um, most of the Christian Muslims aren't getting the same opportunity as um, Christian Muslims. Uh, uh, yeah, well, wait a second. Uh, I, I, let me stop you right there. I don't think you mean to say Christian Muslim. Um, uh, nevertheless, the Christian Muslims aren't, aren't getting let into the country the way the Christians are not being let into the country like the Muslims are. According to him, and he's right on the front line, he's one that fought for months to get into the country, even with people with money backing him. And he was had a trouble. So when I heard that, I realized that, gosh, you know, they're actually picking out which ones they want, and they're, and they're not even letting Christians in. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I saw that. And this also happened in, uh, with the, in the Vatican with the Pope recently, where he was taking in ten refugees. Two were Christians, and they did not make it. 
which ended up being that the Vatican only took in eight refugees, leaving the two Christians out. Some tried to justify that um, by a timing issue, but I see it as more than that because, like you said, uh, there was just a story recently where um, a nun, a Christian nun, was denied access to the U.S. while uh, other Muslims were being brought in with, with that nun. She was turned away. Right. That's uh, that's the, that's the plan going on right now. Now, if Trump gets in, if he's real, I mean, I always thought he was a Hail Mary pass. I wasn't sure. I'm thinking, you know, now that I'm looking him up a little bit, you can find uh, videos of Trump from 2008, 2006, where he actually speaks about the Illuminati. He speaks about how things are really run, and the guy actually knows. He's not telling everybody on these speeches he does, because let's say that most people aren't ready to hear that crap from him right now. But the good news is the fella actually knows what the frick's really going on out there. He realizes the Satanists are in charge. And I think that if he does get in there and he's real, because I'm only 90% that he's real right now, but if he's real and he gets in there and they don't kill him, it might be something really good for all of us. Yeah. And again, to your point about the uh, the vice presidential pick, you're exactly correct that he should pick somebody who is uh, the, the establishment likes even less. It would insulate protection around him, and he would not have to worry about being taken out and replaced by whoever they they want to put in as his vice presidential candidate. I want to thank you, Bill, for your call. We got uh, man, a uh, great uh, call, Bill. Thank yeah, you, buddy. All right. All right. Next up is Jewel. We're going to go to Jewel in Tennessee. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, guys. Can you hear me okay? Perfect. Oh, good, because I heard somebody talking on the radio background. <laughs> and I won't I won't sing to you guys this time, all right? Um, I had to last time because I was getting a severe cage uh, stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought if I could do that, uh, I can get, get my sentences all out, okay? <laughs> That's all right. I, I got a severe case of stage fright right now, so you're, you know. Oh, you do not. Uh, Listen, I, do. Um, uh, I wanted to know if you know of a guy. He's he's on the Internet quite a bit. He uh, calls himself William Mount. And no. um, mm. you have it? Mm-mm. No. Okay. All right. Well, okay. He's he's coming out with say a lot of things like you know like you Rick Wiles and things that we we know, but that he had a cure for Lyme disease and that he had Lyme disease, and he actually gives his phone number out and his address. Um, something uh, he used to be, I think, Colonel William Mount, as he says, um, and said he was um, his words screwed over by the government or FBI. And um, if he has got something that can help people with Lyme disease, then maybe he'll call the Hagman and Hagman show and um, enlighten us all. And, Interesting, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I have probably uh, eight to nine neighbors, and um, I've kind of felt around a little bit to see, you know, sharing some things with them about the government. 
And um, out of the eight of them, the, well, <laughs> I spoke with four, and um, they don't know any of this stuff, and they don't want to know. And I'm like, well, um, I, I guess there's, if they don't want to know, they don't want to know. I can't shove some meat down somebody's throat if they're not going to chew on it. But um, uh, 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 how did I'm curious, um, and, and maybe you really can't answer this specifically. But but when you say they, they didn't want to know, was it? How did they telegraph or tell you that they didn't want to know? Did they come around and say, "Look, I don't, I don't want to hear this garbage," or was it? Oh well, what can I do about it? I mean, what was the consensus of those? that you had talked to. I'm just curious if you can even uh, yeah, explain um, that. Uh, one said, uh, oh, no, we stay out of that stuff. And I'm like, well, you may be staying out of it, but they're not staying out of it because why would you send your wife into, you know, into the store to get a box of shells extra when you already went in because they're already in your business. Um. But he, he, they just didn't basically want to hear about it. Um, it's interesting, yeah. You, you know, it, it, uh, it's we, we find the same up here. Some copies of uh, uh, there was a big picture, and there was a picture of a man in a suit, and he's got his head buried in the sand. So I made uh, some <laughs> little booklets, like about seven pages long, and. Um, and had put your, you know, Hangman Hangman, Rick Wiles, you know, uh, several on there. And um, uh, not being able to get out a lot, but when I do, you know, I share these things. And I was handing out some of these pamphlets. Oh, oh, got to arrest her, just hand out pamphlets. But anyway, um, people started looking at it, and they go, well... I, I, I don't know. Um, I believe in the Bible, but but this might be conspiracy theory or um, something. I, I mean, I just study my Bible, and I said, I'm not telling you what Bible to read. Um, you know, as long as it's not the Queen James Bible, I, I you know, I, I'm not telling you what Bible to read. And um, uh, three of them t- turned it down. They didn't want to look at the papers. You know, so um, that's the easiest. That, that that you know, no, thank you. That that's the easiest way. Of, yeah, I get that. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, if if that William Mount, um, if you really have a, you know something beneficial uh, to help people with Lyme disease, then yeah, um, we can check that out. Uh, I, I, yeah. We haven't heard of them, but, but but we will check that out. And interesting. Uh, well, I had did a, I hear uh, you. Say Something one time about Olean, New York. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time up there. You did. That's where mm-hmm. I used to live. Oh yes. my. Okay. Uh, um, that's where I lived before here. That's where my father retired from the service. Um, I love that little town. Uh, um, it just interesting place. It, it, it's an interesting place. N- nice, uh, nice community. All in all. Yeah, um, it was until, you know, it started just more and more and more and more um, free things, let's put it that way. But anyway, um, God bless you guys. I appreciate everything you do. 
Uh, Chance, I hope you're feeling better. I'm going to continue to pray for you guys. I pray for you guys every night. Um, otherwise, I'll have to have the Lord to just poke me if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. well, God bless you. Guys, Thank God you bless so you much. All, All right. right. Thanks, Bye-bye. Jewel. Up next, we're going to go to Russ in North Carolina. Thanks for your call, Russ. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, Doug and Joe. First time calling, although I'm an avid uh, listener. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we we got your 5x5 five five here. But... <clears throat> Joe, th- um, no, it was Doug. Thank you for correcting that guy for the Christian Muslim and uh, a he didn't even listen to you, I don't think. But thank no, you but, for uh, it's fine. That's I mean, what I, I like about you. Well, you know, it's easy to. Uh, uh, there was one man. I, I've I've made some blunders like you can't believe, and uh, so so I understand that. You know, it, uh, yeah. I, well, I do we, too. We I do too. But I'm glad that you corrected him. But I, I'm calling in. I was outside working in my garden, and I heard the lady call in about the uh, the Rick Wiles show she listened to with the retired fireman right and i tell you his message and i didn't listen to her whole uh call in because i went and grabbed the other phone but anyways his message wasn't a political solution to a spiritual problem which i like steve's quail uh his uh, take on that but i tell you his i felt the same way she did it was very enlightening to hear him and I, t- I hope people go back and listen to your show. I think he called in, but she called in about 8.20 and get that website because I'm going to listen to it again tomorrow. And I found it just by mistake. And I had gotten up to a coworker that listens to you guys as well and was going to tell her about this website, and she had just found it, the same website. So I thought that was a clear message as well. But... And he and it was his first talk show that he he's done, so he's not like on a circuit or anything like that. Very enlightening. And Joe, I hope you take the time to listen to it because it was really good. And um, let's see, I've been listening to you guys about probably about three years, and I found you by mistake. <laughs> and I've I felt it like I was always awake, but and and I've I've listened to you since the. Ever since that first day, I've listened to you for probably going on four years. Wow. And um, I just love you guys, love you guys, and God bless you guys both. Um, I wish you guys would have a revi- revival in uh, the Charlotte area. I live in Charlotte. And another point I would like to make is this HB2 that's happening because of our mayor of Charlotte. I don't see I don't come across anybody who supports that. I don't know why the rest of the country is acting like everybody in North Carolina is for it, because I don't think we are. Now, I don't think the people are talking out against it publicly, but the people, they stand behind our governor and what he did. So it's it's kind of strange how things are happening Um but not that's in a very public. interesting observation. You know, that's a very important observation. Uh, the the fact that the the media and and the proponents of, of these per, perversities will um, 
act like and convey that oh they there's just so much uh, so many people behind this and supporting this and and it's uh, it's all about equality and it's all about, uh, about treating others yeah. you know when it's nothing like that and you're right you're 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 that's a great observation by the way it's a great observation it's that you made not, it's it's really ridiculous and then yeah. and I appreciate your take for the one commercial break there with the when the uh, whatever that <laughs> law they were uh, and see, that's another thing I like about you, Doug. You let us know that that doesn't have anything to do with whatever that oh, was. Title nine, title nine or whatever. Nothing, yeah, it has nothing to do yeah, with it. See how they try to persuade us into these lies, believing these lies. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the, uh, the city of Charlotte because, uh, I mean, we are, it's, it is booming here. Um, and I was, I've lived in Charlotte the whole time that, uh, McCory was the mayor here, and he did a lot of good things for Charlotte. I'm sure a lot of people didn't like, but there's a reason why he was mayor for like 20 or 21 years, so he did some good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's the first time calling, and I think I've already said that, but I had no, calling great, because I hope people listen to that, uh, go to that, uh, website and listen to that. Yeah, uh, we'll be, okay, I'll, I'll be, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be talking to Rick Wiles and, and getting some information, um, uh, and, and maybe we can grab an he, interview. He was very, I, I think anybody who's going to listen to that can tell how genuine that he was and he wasn't trying to, uh, sell anything. It was just very enlightening to hear. But then again, I need to stress though, he was not, he was, talking about the bad things that are still going to happen, but the good Lord has given us a, uh, another chance, he felt like, and I don't want to misquote him, so I'm going to stop on oh, okay. what, really what yeah. he was saying, but it, it was very good. And he prompted, she prompted me to call in, so, hey, oh, I've cool. been wanting to call in for a few years now and never have. So uh, I do want to shout out to Jennifer because I know she's going to listen to this tomorrow. So, hey, Jennifer, Um, she's my coworker that just by coincidence was on that uh, same website. It was that was really strange, real strange. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to give a shout out to Jennifer, too. Jennifer, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, oh, yeah, we do. We do. We compare notes every time. She has to ask my cube to go to certain areas in the building and. Every chance we get, we compare notes from Doug and Joe. Well, not compare. We did you hear this? It's not a, a not a comparison. It's uh, it's uh, enlightening. You guys enlighten both of us. And uh, well, that's so it's good. It's it's a uh, it's great. Um, let's see. I guess that's it, you guys. I wish you would have. I think I've started to say that's a revival in the Charlotte area or something. Yeah, you know, it seems so um, far away that I know. Make them. I know. Yeah, uh, there are things happening. I think Steve Quayle and Pastor Langford, you know, I don't know. They seem to be perhaps looking at uh, um, uh, maybe combining forces to to do. I'm not not sure. I I don't know. But you know what? I I, I think your area, you know, it won't be too long before you'll see something down in your area. Uh, yeah, well, that would be great. I've I always wondered if you guys go by like 
maybe where your call-ins are from or something, so maybe there's always more around no, the Dallas we, area. We, okay, yeah, and just to be clear, we don't put on, we don't uh, organize, or sp- uh, we, we don't have anything to do with, like, the conferences. Well, I know, I realize that. You know, I, yeah. I know that, I, and thanks for correcting me, and I do realize that for the listeners that don't, but uh, you're uh, yeah. a big part of it, though. You, you well, guys sure yeah. are. And, uh, well, thanks. And uh, I'm glad that you guys are the father and son team. <clears throat> Joe, I've seen him. I've heard him grow with the show in the last three years, and he's just uh, he's just great. I remember when I first started listening, and he he, he has just grown. So with his uh, how do, how would you say the way he presents himself and stuff like that? So he's. So well, kudos good. to you, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, I'm taking. I'm, you know, here I go. I'm tanking now, so he's going to have to pick up the slack. But uh, yeah, I hear you. All right, well, I'll let you guys Thanks, go. And it was great to uh, talk to you guys. And uh, I'm sure All I'll right. be calling back. To talk to you too. And and, and right. uh, again, say hello to Jennifer. And Jennifer, just uh, you know. Hey, hey, Jennifer. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks for you guys. Have a good night. Bye, God bless. We're going to Tim in Michigan next. Tim, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, thanks for my uh, taking me. A couple things on chemtrails. Yeah. Um, people need to remember the uh, the phrase, uh, the unknown unknown, and it's the congressional <laughs> hearings on the safety of chemtrails. So for people to say, oh, that's just conspiracy theory, you can go and and watch YouTube and watch the congressional hearings where they were asking yeah. these experts on the safety of chemtrails, and they brought up, well, yeah, it won't hurt human beings, but there is always the unknown unknown. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, did, and two, did you see the, the story where they took the, the child away from the mother who mentioned chemtrails? That's what prompted And then today there's a story about the United Arab Emirates wanting to build a mountain. Uh, so that they can have more rain on their land. And it talks about in that article the cloud seeding weather modification program and how much money they put into it from the two previous years. And they said, you know, cloud seeding through these ingredients you know, will make participation or uh, will make rain, but they uh, at the same time are trying to build this mountain to manipulate the weather, you know, basically admitting the cloud seeding that's been going on through the spring. Well, well, exactly. Well, they had congressional hearings on chemtrails, so to, for a judge to save, to take a child away, he should be removed from office. And uh, two, on my property last week, i just throwing this out to see if anybody, because nobody could identify this. I found, I thought it was uh, hail from a, a rainstorm that went through, and it was just some hail that was left over, and that's what really got my curiosity. I thought, my God, those had to be huge to still be on my property. They were on top of the grass, and I reached down to grab one, and they were like gelatin. And these were clear. They were clear, and they were just sitting on top of the grass. And I collected some up. I showed everybody. I took them to our local DNR office, and they just scratched their head and said, well, if you find out what they are, let us know. I just thought (laughs) I'd throw that out. Wow. Ever found like that. You, you know, you could take it to a university by you if you've got a university by you. Um, I'm not sure where, where, where in Michigan you're from, but 
um, you, you might be able yeah. to get a lab to look at it. Yeah, now you have to pay for Michigan it. Michigan State University, sure. Hey, and one other thing I just want to throw out, get, going back to Old Testament, New Testament, and Joe, Doug, do you, at least I feel like the whole purpose of Christ when he came was to not put away the Old Testament, but to straighten everybody out because it's been so, it was so perverted by the time he arrived, the Old Testament was so perverted that that's what his whole basic mission was in some sense was to say, look, people, it, the churches of the day had it so screwed up. It's, and it's almost like today how the message is so messed up again, if that makes sense, if I said it properly. He was going back, and that's why he, why he mentioned, uh, you know, when your, one of your guests mentioned, he said, well, would you stone your child? Because in the Old Testament it said, stone your child. It's like, of course not. That was Christ's whole message and why he used that. He said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then he wrote the priests, he wrote in the dirt, the women that this uh, particular Pharisee was sleeping with. In other words, it's like, how can you put this person to death for sin when you all should be put to death for sin? He was trying to straighten people out in the, about the Old Testament. And if I recall in the Old Testament, I mean, a lot of people were put to death, and, and it was the Lord that did it. And he put a lot of Israelites to death. And the thing, well, anyway, but uh, and then go on one more subject to the giants. Do people forget, and they can still YouTube it, where they're reading a, a law that was passed or the congressional where they were like, uh, it was, uh, oh, I forget what the word they use. It was top secret 21 times in this law. And then this new law, he would read on and say, and due to their large size, uh, top secret, and he went on and read this law about this, yeah, uh, due yeah, to their yeah, large yeah. size, and we're going to use the military against them. They were already passing laws and getting ready for these new entities that are coming and how to deal with them. You remember that video, Dan? Yeah, I, I, I do, and I know what you're talking about. And I think Steve Quayle had, had addressed this a couple of different times. I know in his book, um, Genesis Six Giants, I, I believe the second edition he gets into or references the source of that YouTube. Yes, yes. So how, how can this be denied? It, it can't be denied. Yeah. No, I don't believe it can. I just hope it for people and your your guests to say that the you know. He kind of upset me when he was like, "Well, we're a bunch of Christians with guns," and it's like, um, "Yeah, I, uh, yeah." <laughs> Trust me on that. We, you know, we, he um, will run he, house he, and pilferage and kill and you know kill our family. Do nothing about it, but no, no. And and there's a lot of misrepresentation, misquotations in there. Um, and he's, you know, we've interviewed him before. He's a very strong financial, uh, very strong in the financial uh, world. So, uh, however, and I and I made it known to him that uh, 
I did not agree with his interpret not interpretation, but his uh, references to scripture. They were there when, in fact, Maria Canise, um had sent me a just a wonderful uh, uh, summary, basically of of the things, the misrepresentations, and and you know, about cursing your parents. It, it's the, the actual word or the use of the word were you know casting curses, spells, that kind of thing. So I mean. The depth was not there, and of course, none of us, none of us Christians, I don't believe any of us should, would, I mean, I certainly would not allow, there would be no question in my mind, and I, um, defending my family, and I, and I don't think there is any scriptural, um, there is, the scriptures do not contradict other scriptures. I'm actually mixing a couple of different uh, thoughts in my head here, but um, you, you know, look, uh, as Christians, we we're not pacifists. Being pacifists and Christians are not the same. You know what well, I mean? Yes, they do. And I just I'll leave it with one thing: that a verse that always I go back to is God said to His nation, He said, "You turn your back on me, and I'll turn my back on you." And when he lifts his hand of protection off this country, because people aren't standing up, they aren't opening up their mouths and letting it, speaking of which, I mean, that's what communism is all about, is shutting people up, because the elite know what quantum physics means and what it is. And when your voice goes out, and you raise your voice, and you just say and speak of what's going on it that energy goes and goes and goes and that's why 12 disciples almost 2,000 years ago their energy is still going through this world the way it is that's because Christ knew what quantum physics was all about very, very interesting reference to quantum physics and I think the Bible is really the uh, a manual or Contains references to quantum physics, actually, um, filled with filled with quantum physics. Very interesting, as in, indeed. And, and you're right. And, and this is where we get into frequencies. Um, Doctor Ted Brower talks about frequencies. We talk about frequencies in, in a number of different ways. The yeah, I, I mean, you're 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 correct when you when you say this. So very good, very good. A lot a lot of ground. Yes. I just suggest people look up the unified field in quantum physics. You don't have to be a brainiac. It's it's mind blowing. <laughs> so, so some of us can't get past uh, you know, simple uh, mathematics. And uh, however, you, you you are correct when you get into that that field, the uh, physics, quantum physics, and hyperdimensional physics and such. It's just it is mind blowing. And, and this is what we're seeing today. I mean, we are seeing. The rips, tears, little glimpses, the um, uh, thread bearing of, I believe, thread bearing of uh, the veil that, that that keeps the dimensions separate. I think that the uh, sign of the end times, for sure. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. All right. All right. We're going to go next to Christina. <laughs> Christina calling from Florida. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi guys, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? 
I'm doing great. I just called in. Um, you had a guy call in last week, Tommy. Something yes. happened with his twins and his pastor. Yes. Uh, I wanted to send you something for him. Uh, could you tell me how to send it? Um, if you go to our website, there mm-hmm. is a post office box address on the right-hand side uh, if you scroll down a little bit. Okay. And we've been in contact with him off-air. And okay. whatever you send for us, we will send to him. Okay. Yeah, I, think, I knew you told me that you, know, you would talk to him off-air, so... I want to right. send you something, you know, for him. And uh, the lady that called in about the Rick Wiles um, yes. program, I, I sent you that link. It was um, April. You know what? 18th. You did. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah. Ex- yes. I. Okay. Now the bells and whistles and light bulbs go off. There we go. Yeah. I. Okay. Thank you. Name, yes. All right. That's all I wanted, guys. Thank you so much. God bless. You too, Christina. All right. Boy, I feel kind of silly now. Not uh, now. uh, The yeah. As soon as she said that, I I realized exactly what was taking place. All right, or what what had taken place. Um, you go on. Go on. Let's go to uh, Jennifer in Pennsylvania. Jennifer in PA. You're live. Go ahead, Jennifer. Hey. Hey. Hi, Doug. Hi, Joe. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. You can't? <laughs> what? On. Let me get <laughs> I'm just... I'm, Can you I'm, hear me? Uh-uh. Yes, it's sure. I'll be nice. I'm funning. Go ahead. Um, how are you guys doing? Because I have to tell you, what I've been seeing and what I've been experiencing is pure hell on earth. And I know that some of us stood for the call um, at a time when I know we needed to, but I didn't even know at the time, like with the whole Kim Davis thing and where we're at today. <laughs> and I didn't realize how important it was to, to show up at that rally until I went through everything about my life has been under attack, everything. And, and, and it's been hell. And it's living hell. But thank you, thank the Lord, because I know that this is a victory for Jesus. And I don't know how it will turn out for me personally, because I never saw the attack that was coming after it, Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean I would never do it again. Because, but I do think as Christians, we're biblically illiterate. I was illiterate, and I thought I knew. I thought I knew a lot of things I don't know. The more I think I know, the less, you know it, just takes, it just takes going through this attack, because all oh, it has been a constant attack, to understand the less we know, the better. <laughs> I'm not sure the less we know the better I know what you're saying about being under attack look we are under constant attack people if we if we just if we just expose everything that was going on people would just say nah come on you know but go ahead well maybe maybe I need to word that differently okay because I don't want to say that the less we the less we think along our terms and less more that we lean on God's understanding and why we there have you to go. do that. Right? That's a better okay. way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, okay, it, by the way, don't, you know, no one should think that they've got a good handle on what's going on because the minute you think you do, man, gets yeah. everything yeah. changes. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. The only reminder through that is that it was, I'm standing by what God said, not what I think. Okay. Because my theory can change. 
my understanding can change. We know, like, we could read the same scripture and it could change a different meaning six months from now. So, but what did God say? We, he said, if you love me, obey my commands. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. You know, if you obey my commands, it seems pretty simplistic. Um, and I, here, I just wanted to label it a moral warfare. We're under moral warfare. They're using morality and they're reversing it. It's called reverse psychology. We, that's what my dad termed it a long time ago. It's reverse psychology and it, it's turning us into these, um, you know, like we're, all of a sudden we have to be the defensive ones, which is not the case. So I think that if we understand the biblical perspective that God has it, not what we, it's a lot easier to defend it because <laughs> it's not, you know, this is God's world. These aren't, you know, if it was up to me, I'd probably screw that up too. I know that because I'm a sinner and yeah, I'm saved. <laughs> but it's been an attack. And let me say this. I, I, I wanted to mention something and I, I just wanted to point that out that we're all, a lot of us are in severe attack. I, I, I'm homeless, guys. I've been homeless since January. Okay. And I live in a homeless shelter for women. And it's very abusive. It's it's an ordeal every day. I wake up every day to this, and I wake up to drugs. I don't do drugs, but I wake up to people who are on methadone and use and steal. I mean, it's every day. So please pray for me, okay? And I, But also, I've also witnessed to 12 girls who have also asked Jesus into their heart. So there you go. See. And I'm and, not and, in the you know, And I'm not in the Jennifer, I believe, okay, I really truly believe, as, as, as ridiculous as this might sound, I believe that you're, you're probably where you need to be at the moment. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably playing a position. Just hearing what you just said, especially about witnessing a dozen conversions or a dozen people coming, you know, committing themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Wow. I'm not, I'm not mad about the homeless part. I'm not mad. Well, but, I'm more, I'm more angered about what how it happened. I'm angered that, I'm angered how the, the circumstance led to this. And I, I was deceived, and I was, I, I believed it, and I was naive, and that's all. Do you, do you still have your access to your old email or your email address? Yes. Yes. All right. I, I'm not heartbroken. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm heartbroken at what, what happened here that led to me. I, I believe in like I'm a good-hearted person and I want to do good things. But in all the confusion and all the minutia, if you knew the details, you'd understand this is not normal. What happened? Um, my nephew, well, I told Jennifer. you, was paralyzed. We're, we're on a spiritual Sorry. battle. Jennifer, I'm, we're, we're, we're out of the, time. And we're out of time. Two weeks in okay. a row, back to back, uh, heart wrenching yeah. calls. Jennifer, um, yeah. we'll talk. We'll, we will communicate. God bless you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Thanks guys. I know the that call. there's more to, there's more to share, but we will get to that sometime. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Tom- uh-huh. Tomorrow, Daniel Duvall will be our guest. Daniel Duvall. You're not going to want to miss that show. Absolutely. And Eric should be back, so we'll be back on video. I hope so. You didn't sound too good today. Keep him in your prayer. Have a good night, everyone. This is the Genesis Communication.